Debbie Schmidt and me. Hey, Stormy! <laughs> and you wonder why we're going out of business? No, I don't want to. I know, I don't either. Stormy! 60 WQAM presents the Neil Rogers Show. To talk to Neil, dial 5670560 in Dade and Broward. In other counties, call toll-free 877-785-NEIL or pound 560 on your AT&T and Verizon wireless phones. The opinions expressed by Neil, his guests, or his callers do not represent those of WQAM management, staff, or sponsors. Now, the Neil Rogers Show on 560 WQAM. Who's going to give Ricky a blow? He's got the money. He's got the looks. He's got the brains. But the man who seems like he has it all has never done this. I never thought in a million years that I would have the chance to bang 25 beautiful women who know nothing about me. The creators of The Bachelor bring you an all-new reality show. <laughs> the Bastard. Well, I can see myself with Amber, but Jennifer looks like one of those, you know, she'd be good in bed type chicks, you know? It's like, do I go with a good girl? Do I go with a bad girl? You know, missionary, doggy? So, whatever. 25 girls and one guy with a mission. Veronica, I love I love you so much. Oh my gosh, really? The bastard. Yeah, totally, totally. I can see myself with you for the rest of my life. Yeah, me too, Renee. It's Susan. Love has no name. Oh, you're so sweet. I take off your towel so we can take a you know, trip down to like the life road or whatever. The bastard. Oh, you're definitely getting a rose. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, you're definitely getting a rose. <laughs> it's a 1001 at 560 WQAM. Happy Thursday to you. Thanks to George for filling in yesterday while I was still uh, hacking and coughing and puking and choking. I'm not doing that anymore, though, you notice? No. Must be those cough drops. What cough drops? The one you were, you were taking on Tuesday. No. No? No, it's getting some rest. I'm chewing one now. You're chewing it? A cough drop. Yeah, I love chewing oh cough drops. Oh, my God. You? You're not supposed to chew cough well, drops. Whatever. I do that, though. I, I chew ice. Me, too. But I get all my diet sodas at Woodline, yep. you know, and I'm sitting there, and I uh, I chew the ice. I enjoy chewing the ice more than I do drinking the soda. In fact, there's not really that much soda in it's it. It's fun. They say that's bad for your teeth, and you're not supposed to, and I say, uh, you know, whatever. Mind your own business, yeah. There's a lot of things that are bad for you, like mm -hmm. the ice cream I ate yesterday. And yet, listen to how good I oh, sound today. That's right. I couldn't even barely speak yesterday. And here I am today, all nursed back to good health. I think I'm over this crap. Good. Good is right. Stormy was on there at the end of the Joe Rose Show. Let's take a look at the schedule for the rest of today. we got that big game coming up tonight. Any interest? No. Oh, yeah. Everybody in town, even George, is on the Gator bandwagon. Right? That's right. Go Front-running phonies. Even people that know nothing about it. No, I explained that uh, when I was hosting the show. It's the only campus I ever partied on. Most of my friends went on to become gators. And, Can't uh, beat that gator meat. Yeah. And, and they were always nice to me, so therefore, therefore by default, if I am going to uh, give a crap or pretend... Therefore, by default? By default. If How I'm going to pretend to give a crap... on that station that's got no signal know. like us? We got no me? How, how many watts are we running today? About 30, man. Yeah. Anyway, we got the big O at 2 o'clock this afternoon, despised and reviled by the entire audience, and I have no idea why. What do they got against him? I don't know. Because he's a Julio or something? I, I didn't know that talks, they did. Uh, baby talk? I don't Maybe. know. Mad Dog 4 to 7.15 at Dolphins Stadium. Before the big game, the BCS championship game, Oklahoma Sooners and the Florida Gators, 7.15. Then we got ESPN Radio after hours of that crap. I mean, after that exciting, uh, I'm not going to be watching it, I don't think. Maybe I will. You going to watch it? No. What? The Gators and the, uh, the no, Sooners. No, of course not. The Sooners, man. Oklahoma. Can you imagine the average IQ on that team? Wow. 
Minus something. Hey, they might fool you. Oh, and speaking of uh, bad IQ, Detroit. A Detroit elementary school is asking for donations of toilet paper and light bulbs to keep their school functioning. The principal of the Academy of America sent a letter to staff, parents, and partners asking for donations of items that are of the utmost importance for proper school functioning and most important for student health and safety. Yeah, if you can't wipe your ass, how can you go to school? In the letter, Principal Naomi Khalil cited budget constraints within the district as the reason why the school could no longer stock the items. Budget constraints, like here at QAM. No toilet paper, no paper clips, no uh, paper towels, no nothing, none of these things. Can't afford them. Budget cuts. The district is grappling with more than a $400 million budget deficit is on the verge of being assigned an emergency financial manager by the state of Michigan. The letter asks for toilet paper, paper towel rolls, trash bags, and 60, 100, or 150-watt light bulbs. 150 watts too much. When you think if they can't afford toilet paper, stick to the 60 watts. Let the kids read in the dark. We realize that the economic situation is stressful for our entire community, but we're asking for your co collaboration, wrote Khalil. Collaboration. We thank you for your cooperation. We hope that as a school community we can pull together to guarantee the best possible educational environment for our kids and that they can wipe their asses. Wow. They sent out a letter for pencils, pens, Kleenex, beginning of the school year, and they're, uh, now they're asking for a toilet paper in Detroit. I guarantee you, man, they haven't... Even Mr. Whipple never made enough toilet paper for all of Detroit because it's a really schmitty place. Wow. Oh, God, it's schmitty. Oh, look at that. Here's one for today's poll, I bet. So far, the poll is very weak. Could you add Ronald McDonald? I, this is not my poll. I got nothing to do uh, with it. I knew it would be. It would be what? I knew it would be adding a lot to today's poll. Could you add Ronald McDonald? Surely more manly than the Burger King. And the dude I'm getting, uh, Adele guy. Remember that guy? That punk? Yeah. Incidentally, the Free Credit Report uh, singer was named the most effective pitch man of 2008 within the industry. Oh, Since the most Richard affected, Orlando. the most obnoxious, the most makes you want to change, uh, change your channel pitch man? FreeCredit.com oh. guy. That guy bugs me hard. Does he really? You know the one you're, that, uh, that yeah, you're talking about. Yeah, always. Well, what's the bit we've got about that? I don't know. It sounds just like the commercial. It's Yeah. I didn't my credit, it oh, it's bit. called MyCreditIsCrap.com. Yeah. That's what it is. Well, I was shopping at the store for some food. Buying groceries never felt so good. Too bad I didn't know my credit was waxed. Store security was breached and their database got hacked. C-R-A-P, that spells me. MyCreditIsCrap.com, baby. I'm as screwed as I can be. Thought about killing myself, maybe. Now instead of eating good and getting fat. My identity was stolen and now my life is just crap. C-R-A-P, that spells me. My credit is crap.com, baby. How do you like that? He was named the most effective. I don't like him at all. I like the uh, drummer, though, and his he's got that band, you know? I like the drummer with the facial schmutz. I don't like facial schmutz generally, but the drummer's okay. He could beat on my drum. Here's the poll from yesterday. This wasn't a bad one. Did you like it? No. No? Not really, no. Sorry. As much as I like The Godfather, I thought it was kind of boring. Boring? Yeah. It wasn't as good as Footy's pools, you know, like where can you get the best bacon well, cheeseburger? Nothing, nothing ever is. For like no. six weeks? No, absolutely not. Whatever happened to his show, Footy? He's gone? He's off? He's still off the air? Yeah. And whatever happened to all those uh, stories that were circulating? Boy, we sure got some bum information you toward from, the, from uh, the fake emailers there? Yeah. No, not, not just from inside, from your friend Flea and from everybody. 
oh, well, uh, Sid's going back to New York, and Sedano's going in the mornings, and they're doing syndicated middays, and, and then uh, IOD's going to FM. All, all those stories that were circulating about uh, radio, as if anybody cares about radio anymore. Does anybody care about us? I'll tell you one thing. The emails have sure slacked no. down to, like, almost nothing. I've got one obnoxious one here from yesterday, which, thank God, I got it out the top of my pile. After I read yesterday's poll result, did I finish with the, uh, oh, yeah, I did, schedule. we got the big game tonight. Sooners and the Gators. I couldn't care uh, less about either one of those teams. And I'm not, I'm just not one of these guys that jumps on a bandwagon, you know? You know what I mean? What do you mean? Like I noticed on the morning show, they're all, oh, you know, with Zach. Well, did never... Zach go to a, where did Zach go to school? He's a Gator. He is a Gator? He is a Gator. Oh, my God. That explains a lot. God, talk about the average IQ in Tallahassee. Oh, no, that's Gain in Gainesville. Gains Where Gains the hell it is? Gainesville. I get confused. You know, all them redneck schools. Gators and the Canes. It's a and fine the, uh, school. I don't know. Uh, what is? Uh, what? Uh, U.S. Gainesville? Yeah. No, it's a party school. That's it. That's a place to get drunk and get laid. Right. Of course, so is, so is any college. Even Vassar. Well, I need to go back then. Even Yeshiva, I'll bet. You what? Who's your favorite non-Corleone character from The Godfather? Tom Hagen, 106. Good old Robert Duvall, man. He's just great. I guess I should get some drop-ins here, huh? Yes, get some droppings. Let's see. Robert Duvall. Do we have... What do we have him saying? We don't have anything. We ought to. No, we got, we got Tessio saying... Uh, yeah. Well, I just... Tom, can you get me off the hook? For old time's sake. Can't do it, Sally. That's Can't it. do it, Sally. Is that all we have him saying? Wow, I'm looking through Tom the... Tom Hagen? Uh, I'm looking through right now. Got to be more than that. With all the Godfather drops that we've got? Nope. Oh, here's a response from Norma Kant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Call you when I get out of court later. Oh, yeah. Go away, Norma. You're useless. Useless as breasts on the moon. The most beautiful, lovely, supple breast in the world could be on the moon. And you could reach out and still uh, not, not, not be able to reach them. Anyway, Tom Hagen wins 106. We just don't have any, uh, any Tom Hagen. Apparently not. That's kind of sad. Luca Brasi comes in second with 96. Best remembered for when he said, Don Corleone, I am honored and grateful that you have invited me to your daughter's wedding. <laughs> oh. Oh, I'll take care of Luca. Let me worry about Luca. Mo Green. Oh, my God. Mo Green got 72 votes. He's third. Do you know who I am? I'm Mo Green. I made my bones when you were going out with cheerleaders. Clemenza. Fat Clemenza was a fourth with 69 votes. Oh, Paul, he won't see him no more. That's who I voted for. Did you? Yeah, he always cracked me up. Yeah, he was great. I love Fat like comic relief. Even when he's shooting somebody, people... he looked funny. Yeah. Fat people gravitate toward other fat people. I don't know if you're aware of that. I did not. It's gravity. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah, that, that's right. Frankie Pantangeli, he got my vote. Good old Frankie. He got 59 votes. I like I'm saying, uh, uh, Michael Corleone did this, and uh, Michael Corleone did that. So I said, uh, yeah. yeah, sure. Sure. How can you not love Frankie, Pan Frankie Five Angels? I do. Apollonia got 52. That's because of his, her uh, supple breasts. Hyman Roth, 40. <coughs> other 39. I, I don't know. Why do we have other on there? I don't know. Virgil the Turk Salazzo, 19. 
Do we have a drop in with the Salozzo? No. Yeah. We do? We have to. I'll just look we at... sure as hell do not. Hang we on. sure as hell do not. Hang on. Yeah. Maybe not. I thought I just saw something with Virgil. Yeah. Virgil Virgil Trucks. Used to pitch for the Tigers. Sal Tessio, 14. Now, see, that's that's bad because I already... Uh, this screws up all my arrangements. My arrangements. Tessio, 14. Kay Adams, 10. Wow. Johnny Fontaine, 6. Johnny Fontaine, 6. What What's the drop? Oh, here it is. You can act like a man. What's the matter with you? Uh, Don Fanucci, six. Will Willie Chichi, six. With that uh, goofy little mustache. What is it about guys with mustaches? What is it? I, I've always wondered that. I don't know. I tried it. It was awful. What is it that inspires a guy? And I'm not talking about a sexual thing. You know, I'm just just generally speaking. Why do guys grow mustaches? And especially I don't know. strange mustaches. You know. To distract. Senator Pat Geary, six. Rocco Lampone, five. Don Tomasino, three. Jenko Abadondo, two. Who? Jenko. Jenko. Papa Jenko, look what I got. But I don't, I don't remember him in the uh, movie. I think they, uh, they flashed him briefly in the, uh, you know, in the sequel, Godfather 2, during those flashbacks. Right, yeah, buffer. The family had a lot of buffers. Al Neary, two, and Johnny Ola had one with that big silly hat that he had. And with oh, Superman yeah. in Cuba. Superman. Okay, I got a really scathing email from yesterday, which uh, I'm sure is fake. Although, you know, like you say, they're all for real. Isn't that what you always that's say? That's right. And today's poll, now, did you add Ronald McDonald on there? I mean, that's so obvious. No, not yet. I have to wait for Eric to make an adjustment. Well, that's right, because the ones you're adding are going on to tomorrow's poll. Sorry. Sorry. We're very sorry. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Florida sucks. Oh, by the way, I changed the poll. All new, January 5th. I am mad at myself. I can't believe I'm still talking about weight. This is who I am. Accept it or not, I am a staggering 530 pounds. I'm too fat to go to the gym. My fresh, enormous. They don't get any bigger than this. No, no. Skin hanging down. Yep. That one's definitely bigger. I farted. <laughs> oh, no. Let's take that in a minute. Oprah's Best Life Week. One hamburger at a time. It was a false alarm. It was just a Oprah raspberry, wasn't it? That's what it was. Yeah. She sat on a whoopee cushion. That must be it. And went whoopee. Anyway, I changed the poll soon. I, I have to worry about frosted flakes and uh, this and that. That's a horrible poll anyway. And and, and Eric's going to have to take the cocoa crisps off the... <laughs> he did. Oh, nice going, Eric, off the new poll. We were just having a conversation about uh, putting it back the other way so that I could add Ronald McDonald when you changed it. Yeah, well, it I changed funny. it because it's a, it's a crappy poll. What ad or mascot influenced you to buy the most? Six hundred and, uh, 573 votes total, tally, final. Tony the Tiger, Frosted Flakes, 164. The only reason I voted for that is because I love Frosted Flakes. I don't eat cereal. I don't buy it. Because I can, I can eat right. it out of the box. I, I try to avoid it, but I ate two giant bowls of uh, cinnamon toast crunch last night. Just because cinnamon it was toast there. crunch, what is that? It's like golden grams with cinnamon and sugar on it. Oh God, yeah. it was wonderful, but poison. Bad for you. Absolutely bad. I had that Nestle's uh, heavenly hash ice cream yesterday. A lot of it. Mm -hmm. You're gonna die up there. A bathtub full of it. No, I'm not, well, I am gonna die someday. I'm feeling pretty good today. Yeah. I'm feeling so good. You know where I'm going at two o'clock? Woodbine.
Good guess. The uh, Chihuahua from the Taco Bell uh, ads, 125. Mr. Peanut from Planters Peanut, 67. Planters Peanut. Uh, pe Peanut. Poppin' Fresh, Pillsbury, 64. Now, is that the one with the little uh, white hand? No, Poppin' Fresh is like the little, the little fat man. The white hand is Hamburger Helper. Really? Boy, you sure know your crap. Yes, I do. I take enough of wow. it. Wow. You, you took a couple this morning, I hear. Mm-hmm. The King from Burger King, 61. Pitcher Man from Kool-Aid, 40. Toucan Sam from Fruit Loops, 19. Chester Cheetah from Cheetos, 11. I do like Cheetos. I never buy yeah, them, but I... I like the fried Once in a great while, I'll get like a little bag, a little sack. Yeah. The Noid from Domino's Pizza, 10. Diggum the Frog from Sugar Smacks, 8. Boy, I haven't had Sugar Smacks in about 5,000 years. I don't really like Sugar Smacks. They're like mushy. No. Yes. Right? Am I right? right. I, don't like, Not good. I don't like mushy things. Very good. And Oven Mitt from Arby's 4. I never saw that. Oven Mitt? Yeah. Very little known character there. Really? Yeah. Okay, the new poll is up there. It's a survey. And basically, we're out of polls. So, and the, whatever ones I didn't use, like the ones from, um, Brand, from, uh, <laughs> not Brandon. Well, Brandon's got a message on here, so. Uh, the one from Charlie B. There were a couple of other ones. And the one from, uh, your buddy in Hollywood, Sean. There were a couple of really crappy ones. So if I didn't use them, I'm not going to. Of course you have a Virgil Salazzo drop, says, uh, he, we hit him with five shots and he's still alive. Looking. Well, where, where is it? Sonny gets it. Oh, here it is, right here. Oh, you got it? He's still alive. They hit him with five shots and he's still alive. That's bad luck for me. And bad luck for you if you don't make that deal with Sonny. Uh, let's see. And uh, Brandon says, Jenko was in the unedited version of the first movie that's only been aired on TV. Vito and all the sons, including Tom and Johnny, visited him in the hospital on the day of Connie's wedding because he was dying and not expected to survive the night. So they went to pay their respects. I wonder if Enzo the baker stood in the uh, doorway. Thanks, Brandon. Otherwise, we never would have found that Salazzo drop. He was good. Yes. The Turk. Yes. I still like the way he had like those alligator teeth. Speaking of the gators, he had those alligator teeth like over yeah, his yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like a dangerous guy. about Luca. Yeah. Wow, look at this. Boy, today's show is just awful. I wonder why Neil's been so low on energy since the return from vacation. Today's show is just... We've only been on for like 20 minutes. Well, it's just awful. Yeah. I'm usually a happy kind of guy, but this week when listening to Neil, it made my energy levels plummet. Neil, please take something for your depression. St. John's wart will do the trick. I'm not the least bit depressed. <laughs> I'm in a really good mood today. Got 30 votes on the new poll, which we'll get to momentarily. But first, we have to pay respects to uh, Tony Segreto. Well, first of all, before that one, here's one from your friend Puerto Rican Ralph, who I keep thinking I'm blocking. I should block. Do I sound like I'm low on energy to you? No. Just not the least bit. Just I low. I feel the best I have in about uh, two weeks. Good. Getting rid of that crud. Been sick as a dog, and this a-hole takes the time to write, Oh, Neil, today's show is just awful. And more negativity from South Florida. Negative a-holes. Rotten, miserable, negative a-holes. But I understand you're trapped and you can't get out. I, I get it. I got out. P.R. Ralph says, Okay, I have an issue. Ken Malden is gone. Not a peep from the station of the sports nerds at the station. Now, is he officially gone? I think so. Because, because when Hank called me by accident that day when I was down there, he said that he uh, called Clarence and chewed him an ass and that uh, Clarence claimed they were going to give Ken some uh, part-time stuff. Now, do we have any way of knowing whether they did or not? I, or? I do not. 
Let me look at the schedule. Uh, I don't see him anywhere on the schedule this weekend. And I, I tend to believe that Clarence probably just told Hank that to get him off the phone. Anyway, well, we miss Ken Malden. He's a great guy, and I already paid him great tribute and uh, homage and respect, and uh, we're very sorry the way they screwed him over, the way they turned him over and they stuffed a hot poker right deep inside his Rectum. body. Uh, P.R. Ralph says, Tony Cigaretto's last day is tomorrow, and they've made the, a vigil the whole week. Last night was Melonhead sucking up to him. Oh, not Melonhead. Oh, are you kidding me? You know Melonhead, don't you? No. no. I dumped the bitch right now. Oh, that's Melonhead? That one. Like John McCain would say, that one. Ralph says, sorry, I like Ken better than Tony Cigaretto. Never even met Ken, but sounds like a good guy. Well, he is a great guy, not a good guy, a great guy, and a real professional, and a, a mensch, a real mensch. But they stuck it to him because, number one, he's Jewish, and number two, uh, probably uh, he probably farted in Jolly Joe Bell's face one time. John, a long-time listener, goes on about Tony Cigaretto. I better, to do justice to this, I better do it after the break, okay? I don't want to read it too fast. It's long. That's right. Long and ponderous. And it's interesting when you get about three-quarters of the way through it, he says, I just want you to see Tony Cigaretto the way I do. I don't. Isn't that amazing? They they want me to say this. They want me to think that. They want me to do, do, do. I'm not going to yeah. do that, just like the guy with his uh, Israel crap that I'll get to eventually. About I better say this and I better say that. Screw you. 41 votes on the new poll. Other than Neil, which QAM show do you listen to the most? We've done this many, many times. 41 votes. I only listen to Neil 21. Jim Manwich, 8. Joe Rose, seven. I don't listen to QM at all, three. Now, the reason I put that on there is because we've discovered over the years that there are people who vote on our polls who don't listen to the station. Right. Right? That is correct. Don't, don't you find that bizarre? It's interesting, but uh, no, not really. Oh. Dolphin Hotline won. That must be Wayne. The Big O won. ESPN Radio none. And the, the DA, Damon Amendolara, has got to, just like his rating. Oh. Oh, my God. Oh. At least he's consistent. What a number. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. Real American A-Holes. Real American A-Holes. We salute you, Mr. Broke Your New Year's Resolution to Quit Smoking Guy. Mr. Broke Your New Year's Resolution to Quit Smoking Guy. The ball dropped, and so did your willpower. Come on, who's got a light? Come on, come on. Every year, you swear you're going to quit. And every year, you hightail it to the nearest Smoke for Less by 12.05. Don't forget the matches. It's 30 below outside in the office smoking lounge. But you don't care. Because for the next five minutes, you are the Marlboro Man. Smoke them if you got them down. With the money you'd save on cigarettes alone, you could put down a down payment on a new condo. But no biggie. Condos don't come in menthol. Ow! So we salute you, Mr. Broke Your New Year's Resolution to Quit Smoking Guy. Your trembling fingers, your yellow teeth, and your camel cash. You are a real American a-hole. You fairy. 1031 at 560 WQAM. Happy Thursday to you. I'll try to get some more energy and sound more alive and awake and uh, under 100 years old, but I'm not. Now, here's another email. They're, they're trickling in one at a time. Good. Neil at neilrogers.com, by the way, for all your um, commentaries and all your critiques and uh, what's the other one? Complaints and critiques. Complaints, complaints and critiques. Here's one. Uh, and, of course, they all want to tell us how to live, how to, what to think, what well, to say. Well, good. Here's one for you. Excellent. 
It starts out about me, but then it morphs into you. Neil, FYI, typically the symptoms of a cold occur two to five days after infection. So you most likely did not catch it on the plane, but rather from one of the Arabs, Chinese, or Mexicans in your building. Also, tell George that marijuana weakens your immune system, which is probably why he is sick so frequently. I see. So here's an uh, email telling you uh, what to mm. do and what not to do. Okay. Don't smoke and don't do the, it actually, like that. It actually strengthens my immunity to other things. Does it really? Yes. Like this place? Sure, for one thing. Oh, here's a couple of poll suggestions. I'm glad you're feeling better, says Ray. Wow. No, stop. You've already sent me this piece of crap, okay? The person I would like most to see spontaneously burst into flames is, and then he's got a list of names and yeah. he's got a on there, 50,000. Get out of here I got with that, that yesterday. Get out of here. What? Through right. In the, I got that yesterday. Threw it right in the garbage. Via fax and email. R -R -R. Tom Jicker recommends you visit the FMQB website page at, and here's a link, which I ordinarily don't do links. Bubba's new Sirius XM deal better than no Bubba at all, it says. Oh, I'm, I'm tired of that. Aren't you tired of all the Bubba Mices? Yes. I'm not interested in Bubba. If he, wants to, if he wants to use somebody else's show to promote his crap, his redneck crap, find somebody else. 71 votes on our poll. Other than Neil, what, which WQM show do you listen to the most? I only listen to Neil 41. 57.7% exclusive QM, which would be, mean a lot if we had a lot of people listening, but we don't anymore. Stations vanishing from your radio. In fact, the whole radio is just vanishing from our lives. Jim Mandich, 12. Joe Rose, 11. I don't listen to QM at all three. The Big O's got up here. ESPN Radio 1, Dolphin Hotline 1. And DA has still got the big oh. none. None. Not one, not not too many, but none, nobody. What What's the problem with him? Don't ask me. The fact is that uh, Joe Bell brought him in. Anything Joe Bell brings in fails. Why is that? Maybe uh, he's I, got the, maybe he has the minus touch in reverse. Maybe. Tony says, well, oh, this is more of the same crap. Oh, I, 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 like the guy said, I don't have any energy. I'm weakened by the uh, audience. Tony now? says, why are you not on Sirius? I'm stuck in this Mickey Mouse town Orlando with nothing but yahoos on the radio. I got Sirius in my new Dodge Nitro, and I'm so disappointed you aren't on. Are you considering the possibility of satellite? No, they're not considering me, and satellite's going to be out of business very soon anyway, sometime this year. Or are you just going to continue to milk terrestrial radio? Can't blame you if you do. Now, what, what does that mean, continue to milk terrestrial radio? Aren't you milking it? I'm taking a 50% pay cut. I just made out my first deposit with my new reduced amount. And I just, like, ah, I mean, not that I'm starving. I'm still making some pretty damn good bucks. But, oh, my God. I don't care who it is. When somebody reduces your income by 50%, that's a real blow, if I can use that word. Can I say blow? No. no. Low blow? Can't blame you if you do. Also, if any South Floridians are considering moving up here to Orlando, please tell them to see a good shrink really fast. Tony. Now, Tony says, I'm listening online. Please tell me about this. He's listening online. So what's the problem? What do I need to be on Sirius for? They don't have any money, Tony. Don't you understand? They don't have any money. Howard's got all the money. Their, their stock is a resounding 14 cents as we speak. It was down to 12 cents over the weekend. Now it's bounced way back up to 14 cents a share. Love you, Neil, but need you on Sirius. Please, says Tony. Well, what, is, what does that mean? Get, on, get on there, oh, would you? Go to Sirius. Just you. get on there. There you go. Just, uh, they don't want me. I don't want them. How do you, that, that's the way it works, Tony. 
I need them like a lochenkopf, as the Chinese men say. Oh, sorry, uh, 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 Ron, Polly. Old Ron and not Polly be upset I'm stealing their material, Chinese men. Can you believe that he... Yeah, I can. He's just shameless. Okay, let's get back to the Tony Cigaretto business. Now, are you a big Tony Cigaretto fan? Me? Yeah. I don't know from any of these people. Big ears. No, I know who it is, but see, people who are newscasters, people who read the news on television, mm -hmm. uh, it could be anyone or anybody or nobody. It could used be. to read the sports. They're interchangeable as far as I'm... They might as well have news-reading robots. They're interchangeable people. Uh, John. John says, Hi, Neil. I'm a long-time listener. I've sent you one email since you started the email portion of your show. Well, they're, they're pretty grim and slim today, I'll tell you that. I, well, the holidays are over, folks. No more Chinooka and Christmas and... Uh, and, and, oh, let me tell you about a scam. I asked you about this off the air on um, Tuesday morning. About this January 5th or 6th thing where it's like uh, certain certain ethnic yeah, the, groups um, celebrate like... Uh, three, three Kings Day, it uh, translates. Yeah. Out. So it's another excuse to go out and buy everybody a whole bunch of gifts for the kids. Okay, sure. Yeah. Three Kings, my ass. It's uh, very optional and most of us have opted out of it. It's a very old world, old fashioned. Like Mexican. I guess. Good excuse to go out and spend money. I guess. Anyway, John says, the reason I'm writing this email to you is to give a lot of credit to Tony Segreto. I just realized that he's retiring. Hey, Tony, retire! I know you don't think much of him, but I wanted to speak my mind. Anyone who stays in this community for as long as Tony has deserves a lot of credit. I'm, I'm not a big fan of his gigantic years, but the man has shown a loyalty to the community and to his family. Well, what does that mean? I know you probably think that I know him, but I don't. No, I don't think you know him. I just think you're, like, obsessed with his ears. you got a fetish for silly people with big ears. Just as there are people who don't like you, they, can argue, they can't argue the fact of your service and loyalty to the community. I don't have any loyalty to the community. I haven't even lived there for the last seven years, most of it. My loyalty to the community? I can't stand South Florida. I despise it. it makes me nauseous. My stomach starts churning when I think about having to be there. Loyalty. And my service? This is a job. This is a Just like his is a job. It's a job, John. We're not doing a public service. We're not, like, coming on every day so that we can, uh, like, uh, help make the world a better place. It's a job. I know that a lot of your show is shtick, but I think you should acknowledge the fact that Tony has given the majority of his life to this community. What, what does that mean? I don't know. I know he's made a good living, but that's not the point. Yeah, it is the point. That is exact. That's the whole point. I'm a native of South Florida. I'm 47 years old, was born and raised on Miami Beach. I think it's a good thing for someone to stay at home and give back to the community. Well, you stay there, and I'll stay here. How do you like that, John? Now, here comes the best part of this. I'm not telling you how to think. I know that's not possible, but here comes, the, I underline this sentence. Can't wait. I just want you to see Tony Segretto the way I do. Through TV? On the TV? Yeah, by turning on the TV and turning on Channel 6. I don't see him the way you do. I don't envision that. I, he's, a, he's a goofy guy. I don't dislike Tony. I, I mean, I know him. He was on my show a hundred years ago, him and the Humper. Someone who was damn lucky enough to work where he grew up, um, well, whatever that means. I love your show. hope you're not going anywhere, but give credit where it's due. Tony's been around for a long time, just like yourself. You're both fixtures in the South Florida community. I hope you give him the credit you, uh, he deserves. All the credit to you, Tony. Retire. Sincerely, John. I, I just, I'm sorry, I don't get it. Mm -mm. Yeah, he's been around a long time. He's been a fixture. He's been there. 
He's a silly, goofy guy who used to be the sports nerd, and then, you know, and then he became a newsreader. You can't complain about his credibility because, generally speaking, he doesn't have any. I don't want to rip Tony at the time he's retiring. That's bad. But that's what you got me to do, John. You inspired me to rip him in ass because he's got big ears. I never even thought about his big ears. He's goofy looking. Looks like he belongs in the circus. Don't you think? Okay. okay. Oh, here's, look at this. Neil's depression can be explained readily. Great. Well, this is a new, uh, new format. <laughs> what do you mean by that? We can psychoanalyze you for the next five years. Yeah, let, let's analyze old Neil. I'll get to it. The biggest name. Keep him coming. Talent. This is Neil Rogers. <laughs> Idea. Let's start the doo-wop shop. All right. Oh! Huh? Will that liven one, you up? One big problem with that. I don't like doo-wop. Yeah. Most of it. Most of it sucks. Yeah. It all sounds the same. Yeah. Who is the guy that used to do that? The doo-wop shop? I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah, you do. No, I don't. If somebody you, told us the name, you talked about know. him all the time, and I would say, yeah, that guy. But uh, mm -hmm. I didn't remember it then, and I don't the remember shop. it now. Right. And then, and I think he had uh, a show on Magic once upon a time on a weekend, and then they. Schmidt canned his ass. Mm -hmm. Of course, in this business, if you're around long enough, sooner or later, most people will get their ass Schmidt canned. I never had my ass Schmidt canned in this market. I'll tell you that. I've been here how long? 30, March 1st is 33 years, our big anniversary show. Anybody care? No. Any interest? No. Let's get a whole bunch of emails about Tony Cigaretto, okay? You like him? You hate him? You don't give a crap? You got big ears? Is he a goofy, silly guy? He's a silly guy. He's just silly, you know? I, I don't know. You know what I mean by silly? I do. It's hard to take silly people seriously. doesn't mean I dislike him. I don't dislike him. He's, he's okay. He never stole a freight train. It's not like when he comes on the air and I mean if I'm down there. And by the way, who are these? Every time I come down there, there's a whole bunch of new Barbie doll heads on the air doing the news. Who are these people? I don't know. Jason says, like Tony Cigaretto, I grew up in South Florida and still live and work here. The difference is that I'm trying to get the F out. Love your show. Take care. Good luck to you, Jason. Thanks for your refreshing honesty. As opposed to, oh, you're just sour, Neil. You're just... And by the way, don't wait for any phone calls today. George tells me his calls yesterday were sensational. Sensational. That's because you Set get the, the world on fire. Man. That's you right. You get all the intellectuals. Mm -hmm. I get, I'm your friend. I'm your friend. Hi, Ron. Hi, yeah. Ron. Maybe it's your energy level, you know. Yeah, maybe if I get my energy. Well, here you go. Well, you must be psychic. 
Here's this email. Neil's depression can be explained easily. This is from Akimbi Mambugani. Wow. Wow what? It's an, and it's not a Bank of Nigeria solicitation? No. I had a whole bunch of those this morning. I don't get any real emails anymore. from. I don't even get the fake uh, this one or fake that one anymore. I just get uh, those ones you're talking about. Oh, I'm in Lagos, Nigeria, and I've got $80 trillion, and uh, you can have it if you just send me your shoe size and all that. I get a whole bunch. How, how is that possible that so much of that's going on? Must be a lot of really stupid people. Yes. Anyway, here's one. It says, heard someone in the email saying that Neil is low energy this week. The explanation for this is simple. You know, I'm, I'm sitting here. I sound like uh, I always do to me. I mean, I don't know. Do I sound different than I usually do? Nope. And I sure as hell sound a lot better than I did on Tuesday when I was choking in that last hour. I never thought I'd make it through. All that post-nasal drip, man. It drip, and you're trying to talk and it's dripping down into your throat. <sighs> yeah, like that. that. Coughing spell. I didn't think you were going to come back from that one. That's what I'm saying. So I'm sure you weren't shocked when I texted you yesterday morning and said, please do the show. I'm sick as hell. And by the way, I will tell you this. It ties right in with this email because you don't need to talk to the machines. So yesterday it was snowing and it was slushing. You know what? It's like a combination mm-hmm. of snow and rain. It was slushing. Right. So I called my uh, lesbianese cabbie, and at 9 o'clock, we, uh, a quarter to 9, we headed off to Woodbine. There was nobody there. Nobody. And I won 1200 bucks. How do you like that? Very good. Isn't that good? So that goes to show you that this, uh, anyway, it says the explanation for his low energy is simple. Neil is a gambler. Oh, yeah. And his major win a few weeks ago caused him to experience gambler's high. What major win was that? Uh, I don't recall that one. Now he's going through the low. This is normal and nothing to worry about. When Neil hit the jackpot, I, what jackpot is that? I don't know. Do you remember me hitting a big jackpot? No, I don't. His brain released massive amounts of serotonin and endorphins, causing the chemicals to be depleted. If my calculations are right, he should be back to normal in about 1.3 weeks. Good luck, Neil. Eat a lot of ice cream. I recommend double fudge brownie by Edie's to all my patients. Thank you, and God bless. Oh, it's from Red Skelton. God bless. Very nice. <clears throat> I don't like Edie's. And I especially don't like fudge uh, anything, a uh, brownie. I do like fudge. I don't like brownie ice cream. You know, like even uh, Ben and Jerry's. With chunks mm-hmm. of brownies in it. I mean, if you want to eat brownies, go ahead eat brownies. I like brownies. But not in ice cream. Right? Right. It's like uh, grapes. I like grapes, but I don't like grapes in ice cream. It's like halava. I do like halava, but not in ice cream. Oh, speaking of that, liking halava, here's this email that came in at 10.08 yesterday morning. Subject, prideful Jewish man. With, with I'm sure, a fake name, Jack, with mm-hmm. a fake last name. Mm-hmm, what? Fake. I'm agreeing with you. I'm 43 years old and proud to be Jewish. My heritage is full of great accomplishments and great people. Why you have chosen to defend the Palestinians and bash Israel for their actions is beyond me. When did I defend the Palestinians? Except the ones who are starving and getting butchered. You see how you are? You know very well how many Jews... Here, I want you to listen to this very carefully. You know very well how many Jews have died at the hands of Egyptians, Romans, Christians, Germans at all. The scales of justice haven't come into balance yet. <coughs> the scales of justice. Less than a hundred civilians does not mean Israel's committing war crimes against the Palestinians. Now it's like over, what is it, almost 800 dead and 3,000 injured? The outrage is completely disproportionate to the actual harm alleged to be perpetrated against these people. Right. 
alleged harm, like the people who are allegedly dead. Your parents and your grandparents are ashamed to have raised you in the Jewish tradition. My parents and my grandparents aren't ashamed of anything because they're all dead. They're dead. Unfortunately, you are not ashamed of your words, which is a disgrace. No, I am not ashamed. Learn to be a Jew again and defend the people being pelted by rocks and kept up at night by blurring sirens. Support the actions by Israel. If you don't, I will be forced to alert some of my fellow activists to protest outside your station and make life for the people there quite unbearable. Israel is in the right, and Israel is in the right, and you may, may uh, you have, have to swallow your pride in a minute. Sincerely, Jack, phony name. <coughs> and I emailed him back, which I rarely do. I said, hold your breath. Never got a response to that one, though. And probably because it's a fake... Uh... Well, maybe he's still holding his breath. Yeah, keep holding it, Jack. Hold it tight. You'll do what I tell you to do, and you'll say what... This is the essence of what most of the emails have become. It didn't take long. The birthday and the election. That was right at the same time, within a two-day span, November 4 and 5. And I had dozens, maybe hundreds of emails, and happy birthday, and congratulations to us, and Obama won, and you were right in the beginning, and you and all this other stuff. And that was it. That was pretty much the end of that. Oh, Stu Goldstein. Thanks, uh, Fake Larry. Fake Larry is obsessed. Wasn't he on WVCG? I don't know, and I don't care. Fake Larry, who is probably Mr. Radio. Doo-wop. Stu Goldstein. No. Here's one from Mike, but you're wrong, Mike. Glad to hear you're feeling better today. George was great as usual in your absence. Also, Ken Held is the doo-wop DJ you're thinking of. Take care, Mike. Now, Ken Held, I remember no, Woody no, Held. Doesn't sound he right. played shortstop for the Indians. He was cute. Remember Woody Held? No. Oh. But Ken Held, I never heard of. Me either. And he was not the doo-wop guy. It was Stu Goldstein. Mike just, Mike just forgot him because, you know, Goldstein, Goldstein, Jewish. I see. Oh, and by the way, Diane Feinstein. It's not Feinstein. Who has been lately saying these news readers on TV, on CNN, Feinstein? I don't know anybody who pronounces that name, Feinstein. Feinstein. Remember the conversation we had about this a few weeks ago? We did. Goldstein and Goldstein? Mm -hmm. Well, there are Goldsteins and Goldsteins, but there are no Feinsteins. I don't think. There might be. Alex Steen, they finally dumped his ass. By the way, how about those Leafs and the Panthers the other night, huh? I told you the Leafs suck. Who? The make-believes. Stu Goldstein. You don't remember that name? Nope. You like this. Paul okay. says, I love the show every day and usually tune out if I hear George's voice. I decided to stomach the show yesterday and really enjoyed it. Wow. I honestly don't know why I never liked hearing George before, but after yesterday I realized that George is a true radio talent. Thanks for the entertainment, says Paul. I'm waiting for this wow. torrent of uh, tribute to come into Tony Cigaretto. He's retiring. Tomorrow's his last news show on uh, Channel 6. Are you? Are you going to hold your breath? What? Well, that's what that John guy said, uh, you know, pay your respects to Tony Cigarette. I'm giving people a chance. He's been on the air in a market for 100 years. Say something nice for crying out loud instead of just giving me uh, and George instructions on life. Oh, you sound very uh, depressed. And, um, uh, yeah. and even your emails don't get me depressed. How do you like that? To show you what a, what a survivor I am. And by the way, Jolly Joe, I did show up again today. How do you like that, you fat ass? <laughs> 
This is the Neil Rogers Show. You, 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 fairy. This is your brain. Any questions? Do you see the size of my zucchini? Dude, put that thing away. They're like children here. I used to do the girls. He rides and I'd lay. Double dose of Viagra to get wood. 1102 at 560 WQM. Boy, that was sure uh, pushing it, wasn't it? A little bit. I was pushing the old envelope. Well, screw you, Joyce. Blow it out your ugly ass. You retard. Fake Larry King says, I'll excuse the insult. I'm not the chronic Mr. Radio. Now, Mr. Radio has disappeared. So the year is off to a really good start. A self-proclaimed oldies freak, Stu Goldstein, hosted a 50s talk and music show from Absolutely. I see. Well, maybe Elliot Rodriguez is sloppy. Who knows? Probably. 
Here's one that says you were well enough for Woodbine yesterday, but not to do the show. Hooky. Uh-huh. Yeah, what's this obsession with Hooky? I got news for you. I don't need to talk to go to Woodbine. As long as I'm breathing, I'm well enough to go to the casinos. When I was down there, I went to Hard Rock four times and uh, Pompano a couple of nights. Should have gone to Gulfstream. They would have hooked me up with a really good machine, but too far. Oh, and speaking of that, we got the uh, thing starting tomorrow. Now, are we talking about that now or what? We can, yes. Because this is going to be a, a trial run anyway. It, what do you mean by that? Practice. Practice makes perfect. We've got a Pick the Ponies promotion with Gulfstream Park starting tomorrow. Well, not, not really starting tomorrow. Not Tomorrow's really. like a dry run. Right. Listeners will go to WQM.com, register on a contest page. We'll pick a contestant every Friday. Now, how are we going to do that? However we want. Well, no, I mean, how do you pick one? I assume that there's a, a, a form there, if you can register online, that there's a, a list, a form, and then we can draw names out of a hat or pick somebody randomly or throw a dart at a board or something. Yeah, think about that, Flea. Think about how this is going to work. Uh, whoever, whichever contestant we pick gets a $50 win voucher, and then I'll pick a winner for the second race at Gulfstream that day on Friday, and then we'll have the call of the race on the year. And if the horse I pick wins, the contestant gets the winnings, 50 bucks to win on that horse. Correct. And Steve Sloan's emailing me the uh, Friday racing form every Thursday afternoon, and I'll have to sit there and pour over the form and pick and handy. A lot of pressure on me, I'll tell you that. Right. Free. Or you could just use the same dart and, then, you know, pick a horse the same way we're going to pick a contestant. Do you know how absolutely wonderful it is to walk into any casino where, where there are slot machines, and there's almost nobody there, and you can play any machine in the whole place? Wow. And then you can find the good machine, man, which I did. Enrique says it would be great if you guys could turn the archives into a podcast. We, they are, Enrique. That way listeners could subscribe and automatically get the latest uh, shows. Autumn. Oh, my God. Right-click, save target as, and there it is. Subscribe my ass. No. Click it. It's there. Click it. You got it. Enrique. It only requires setting up an RSS feed with links to the audio files. Very easy and would be a great boost for your show, says Enrique. It's called taking something very simple and making it mm. muy complicado. Am I right? Yes. What, what are you getting all bent out of shape about? Because, he's, because you know, Eric does You're going to get me all depressed of, again. I'm going to have to go off to Woodbine. Oh, geez, there goes your energy level. Get my endorphins all whipped yeah, up. Because Eric doesn't have to do that, make those archives available the way that he does, all nice and organized the way that they are. Oh, here's Unless Mr. Radio. Up. Mr. Radio, and he sends me a picture... I'm still around, you old coot. Stu Goldstein was known as the keeper of the keys. That's right. And here's a picture from an old IOD remote with a big IOD banner in the back. Now, let me see if I recognize the people. I don't recognize anybody, unless, unless that's Stu Goldstein there. The keeper of the keys. Remember that? Nope. The keeper of the keys, Stu. He was like uh, from the same era as Eddie K. Ed Kaplan. And they both got screwed over. See, if you're in this business, eventually you'll get screwed big time. Like, eventually you'll wind up working for Joe Bell, who's a heartless, rotten, fat-ass bastard. I mean, I'm, I'm, that's that's not just for on the air. I mean, that, that's just reality. That's not shtick. Of course, they never believe anything we say anyway. Oh, you guys must make all this stuff up. Like the thing with Mo, you know? Oh, do, 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 do. Made all that up. How could you make him up? Right. 
How could anybody, even with the most livid and vivid imagination like I've got, make up a Mo Howard David? Fake Barry Jackass says, if you remember, Tony Cigaretto used to be on Miami Hurricanes radio broadcast with Sonny Hirsch on the once great WIOD. On the once great. Well, a lot of things used to be great. Like this station used to be great. And then they brought in Jolly Joe. That thing with uh, Greg Reed, man, I, must, I hope that it was something really serious. You know what I mean? No. Well, in other words, when they blew him out and forced him into, uh, like, other uh, endeavors, which they never say they fire anybody. You know, it's always, well, right. uh, he's moving on to other, uh, he's going to be a consultant, you know. Uh, when they did that, that was the kiss of death. And they brought in this goofball. I mean, nobody's perfect, but every single thing he's done since he's arrived on the scene. I don't want to get started on him again. Why did you do that to me? That's how I am. I'm a bastard. No, nothing about Tony Cigaretto from any of you people out there. We've got at least 50, 60 people listening, and nobody has got anything nice or even nasty to say about Tony Cigaretto, who's retiring tomorrow after 600 years on the air doing stupid sports crap and reading the news on Channel 6, which used to be on Channel 4. In fact, it seems to me that Tony used to be the sports nerd when Ralph Redneck was still doing the news on the old Channel 4 on WTVJ, which went, back in then was Channel 4. When Bob Weaver was around, and Ralph Redneck, and who else was that? And Jim Brosmer, I think, was on that uh, thing. Mm -hmm. Or was Jim Brosmer? Yeah, he was on there, and then he was on Channel 10, I believe. But anyway, Tony was the silly sports nerd on there when Ralph Redneck was still alive doing the new Good night, may the good news be yours. <laughs> he was a, um, I don't know, is there a word to describe Ralph Redneck? No, not drunk. I don't want to say that. Heard a lot of stories about his drinking exploits, though. Yeah. I'm, I'm, look, I'm, I'm still looking. No, I keep checking the uh, Outlook right. Express. Maybe you should hold your breath. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what that picture is supposed to be, Mr. Radio. And, of course, he don't bother to come back and tell me who it is or what it's all about. 179 votes on the survey. Other than Neil, which WQM show do you listen to the most? I only listen to Neil. 89. 49.7%. Under 50%. Jim Manwich, 50. Joe Rose, 17. I don't listen to WQM at all, 13. The Big O, 6. Damon Amendolara's got a pair, finally. He must have voted twice. <clears throat> ESPN Radio, 1. And Dolphins Hotline's got one. Wow. Somebody in the organization must have voted. You think? Must be. Oh, look at this. Tony the Phony. Wouldn't you know it would be all these people who read the news like they had an original thought in their own are a bunch of phonies. All you have to do is show up and know how to read, says Gus. Well, that's what George says. Just news readers, anybody who can read a teleprompter. What difference does it make? It's like like they're performers, like they're editing the news, like they're no, the ones that are gathering the news. No, but you feel comfortable with them, okay? It's like, why did people watch Walter Cronkite? I don't know. You tell me. Because he was like uh, Grandpa, you know? He was, okay. he was comfortable. He was like an old shoe. It could have been anyone. A comfortable old hat. Could have been anyone. But it was not. As long as they can put one word after the other without fumbling and bumbling too without terribly fumfing, much. Without fumfing? They can, they can fumble a little bit. Like my good friend Marty Adler at the Windsor Raceway, the fumfier? Is that his name? Did he pay a pan, play a pan? He called flute? in on a show years ago when, when, we were, uh, when I was down there. Marty Adler. Don't remember that? Neither does anybody else. Hey, Marty. The best talent. Get it right, Marty. Sports Radio 560 QAM. Only in the Banana Republic, baby. Only in Miami. All right. 
Goodbye, W. Bush. I gotta say it. Kiss my Marshall Tusha. Thanks for leaving us the legacy of your economy. The biggest bank heist in our history. The blood will wash off of your hands. Complicit Zodi retard. Three thousand dead by your incompetence. Ten thousands more for your whimsical designer war. We showed the world our rear that we're so stupid here, allowing you to stay for eight years. If we had brains, we would have ousted you and your neocon friends. Absolutely. And we shook hearts on you with a chain event someday. When justice is served after you pass away, like Larry Craig, we'll tap dance on your grave. Eleven eighteen at five sixty WQM. There's your uh, new president. The result has been a devastating loss of trust and confidence in our economy, our financial markets, and our government. In other words, I'm dying over here. Almost 200 uh, tallies on our uh, survey there. That's not too bad, huh? Right. You'll take anything. You don't care. You're That's so right. indifferent. That's You're right. You're so indifferent. Not about everything. No. Like you said, paid and laid. That's it. Other than that, screw it. It's superfluous. Just Bob says the guy who wants Eric to make the archives into a podcast is a tard. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think it was that funny. It, it... Yeah, when a you're tart right, you're and right. a turd. <laughs> Please, everything is right there. Do I... it yourself, schmuck. If you can't handle that, you're too stupid to live. But perfect for South Florida. Here's my tribute to Tony Cigaretto. It says he's no Joe Zagaki, but whatever. What? The what? What a what great you... email. That was good. It is a good email. That's why I read it. I read them all pretty much, except yeah. the ones from the really. But they're super not always funny. Comics. I beg your pardon? They're not always funny. No, they're not. That was probably and from they're Eric. not always there either. I, I think generally speaking, I'm not going to keep begging and pleading because generally speaking, the, uh, this audience doesn't give a flying crap about Tony Segreto. They don't hate him. They don't love him. They just, he was just there. You know, he's okay. Maybe it's Never an old-timer thing. I don't know. He's a what? Maybe it's an old-timer thing to care about newscasters. I don't know. I don't know anyone who does. Mr. Radio says, are you talking about Ken Held? Well, what does that mean? Can you translate that to me? Somebody no. said Ken Held was the doo-wop shop guy, and I said, no, it was uh, Stu Goldstein. Well, now we've got a battle between the fake Larry King and the fake Mr. Ray and the real Mr. Radio. God. Oh, here we go. Don. I wonder if former WTVJ staff members, CBS's Katie Couric, Fox Sports's Chris Myers, NBC's David Bloom, rest in peace, and Larry King and Rick Sanchez of CNN will be sending Tony Cigaretto congratulations on his retirement tomorrow. I wonder if any of those folks got their salary cut in half this year, Neil, says Don in La Belle, Florida. I don't think David Bloom's going to be sending him anything because David's been dead for a long time. Remember he got, uh, what is it, pulmonary embolism in Iraq? Okay. You don't remember David Bloom? That's what it was. That's right, he died. He died. From sitting in the tank too long. He said, tanks, tanks a lot. And sitting there uh, immobile and all of a sudden, uh, That's right. you know. So why, why is that? I don't understand this. Do you understand this thing? I wonder if any of those folks got their salary cut in half this year, Neil. I don't know. 
I'm sure not real happy about it, I'll tell you that. Oh, here we go. You need to shut up already. God, put George on already. Uh. He has stuff to say. When he talks about a topic, he presents facts and important points to back his opinion. He does, doesn't rip into whoever or whatever. He presents an argument. You suck. You just bitch and moan and complain. Don't make your listeners any smarter. Ba ba ba. It's all the same Schmidt with you. <laughs> this station, this station, Jolly Joe Bell, Jolly Joe Joe Joe, blah, 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 garbage. I'm tired of it. Give me something to listen to here, not the same crap all the time. Stop mailing it in, my God. Just entertain me, for Christ's sakes. Dance, monkey, dance. George, do something. Get your own show, please. Oh, boy. Thanks, Mom. Yeah. How do you like that? that good. Do something. Oh, boy, that's the fakest email you've ever read. Yeah, how long did it take you to write it? Oh, God. Mario says, Happy New Year, Neil and George. So we both get a little, a little something. A little tickle. Other than my friends, other than my favorite uncle making more money and expanding his audience and appeal, the only other reason I wanted you to be on satellite would be to hear you anywhere I may be. Oh, will you people stop with this satellite crap already? My God, it's just it's just ridiculous. Sure, I can listen online, but what if I'm someplace where I don't have access to a computer? I would have to go without my fix of Neil. That's unacceptable in my opinion. Well, ask the last guy who wrote about George. Who needs serious? My brother turned me on to a website, radiotime.com, that you can access from your phone and tune in pretty much any station in the country. You log on to the website, input the zip code, and all the stations that belong in the, to the market appear. This is great when traveling. This is how I listen to your show when I'm in my car, since my car's AM signal is crap. And so is the station's AM signal crap. For example, I went to lunch at Pizza Hut yesterday. They were blaring the coast. I pulled out my phone, started listening to George blasting Scientology. It was beautiful. I have a Windows mobile phone and an unlimited data plan, so I don't have any funky charges on my bill. Right. I'm really not sure how this would be on a regular cell phone, but no one has a regular cell phone since before Jesus was a baby. Correct. I just wanted to pass this along, this useful uh, info, because it's a convenient way to listen to the best show on radio from anywhere. All you need is a cell phone with Internet access, and that qualifies a lot of uh, people. Mm -hmm. Sorry if someone's already brought this up. No, they did not. George did a great job in your absence yesterday, as usual. Keep up the great work. How about some Mickey bits today? No chance. Your goyim friend, Mario. Your goyim friend. I did a Mickey bit block uh, last Friday. Oh, did you? Well, that's enough. I'll that say. That sure. ought to keep the bastards happy for a long time. You'd think. Even I'm getting real tired. Eisner! Eisner! I mean, you know, they were funny the first 4,000 times. But thanks, Mario. The problems with the emails and not taking phone calls is that you don't get the sarcasm, says Michael. I have sent two previous emails dripping in sarcasm, but you took them seriously. Please take some calls. No chance. Please take some calls. Not even pretty please am I taking any calls. How do you like that? Please take some calls. I didn't understand the sarcasm. Yeah, I'm stupid. Well, we knew that. Here's one from the fake Larry again. I got one over on the Ma Ma Maven Mr. Radio. I told you it was Stu Goldstein. A self-proclaimed... He already wrote this before about... I already read it, and he wrote it about Stu Goldstein. Nobody cares, Mr. Radio or Larry, whichever one you are, whichever goofball you are. <clears throat> Say, so we got the, the show is so bad when I'm on, and uh, it's just the same old crap. And then we get the, this other guy who's just got to have his fix, no matter where he is. It's a radio show, okay? It's a radio freaking show. It's not my life. It's if it's your life, then all you can say is, "I have no life." Oh my God! 
These people that are like uh, tragic. Tragic 102.7. How's Ricky Shaw doing? I don't think he ever answered my uh, my MySpace. Nobody, nobody writes on there at all. He, uh, yeah, I don't think he checks that. No. And neither does anybody else. I guess I guess anybody that's in the, into those um, interactive websites now is on mm -hmm. Facebook. Right? Yeah. And MySpace is, is history. I mean, I get a few every... I Usually what I get is people wanting me to, like, uh, join Mobsters, Inc. or some other yeah, stupid yeah. crap like that. And I just delete those. Go away with your Mobsters, Inc. and all your other silly games, okay? Games are for children. Yeah. Oh, here's the fake Larry again. I've been listening to Bubba since Monday. Once you get over the Yahoo ambiance, it's actually not bad. He mentioned your name again today, saying every market has a guy who's been around 100 years like Neil Rogers in Miami. He did a great bit today at Clear Channel's expense. His produced song parodies are good, too. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying it, Larry. Get a life. I have no life. Good God. Speaks in Longwood, who can't make up his mind whether he wants to be like, uh, you know, contribute something positive or just be a chronic, uh, my team's better than your team, one of those guys. I hate those guys. Speaks in Longwood says, I share your disgust with the people of South Florida as I moved away years ago and have been happy ever since. But was there ever a time you enjoyed South Florida, thought it was a great place to live? Glad you're feeling better, says Dan. Well, thanks, Dan. Yeah, there was a time when I first came there, 76. You know, all that cruising in the 70s and 80s that that guy wants to hear about? All the cruising? Yeah. All the hot gay sex? Gay. Like that? Yeah, once upon a time, it was a pretty enjoyable place. I would say the really turning point was the Mariel Boatlift. What was that, 1980? Yes. 1980. And after that, it was just never the same again. Oh, you're now you're picking on the Cubans again. It's got nothing to do with the Cubans. Well, it does, but I mean, <clears throat> you know what I'm saying. No, Muriel Boloff. That was the turning point for South Florida. It's never, it never recovered. And then, of course, all the Jews started fleeing from the South Beach. All the old Jews moved to Boca, and then all the uh, every everything changed. Every neighborhood changed. North Miami Beach, North Miami. Am I right? How the hell should I know? Changing neighborhood. Well, that's right, because you're in Broward. Here, right. You're in Hollywood. But you sure don't know your Tony Segreto, Mister. I'll tell you no, that. Name. I wasn't the living here then. You better phone up on Tony Segretta. Neil Young. Good morning, Americans. It's Paul Harvey. Stand by for news. Phil is a farmer who had three very beautiful daughters that were getting ready to go out on dates. The first boy came to the door and said, I'm Eddie. I'm here to pick up Betty. We're going for spaghetti. Is she ready? No, said Phil. The second boy came to the door and said, I'm Joe. I'm here to pick up Flo to take her to the show. Is she ready to go? No, said Phil. The third came to the door and said to the farmer, hello, my name is Chuck. So Phil shot him. Now page two. Two ducks go on a honeymoon. I'll say it again. Two ducks go on their honeymoon and stay in a beautiful hotel. As they're about to make love, the male duck says, oh, well, shucks, we haven't got any condoms. I'll ring down the room service, so he calls and asks for condoms. You can see it coming, can't you? The woman says, all right, sir, would you like me to put them on your bill? A no, says the duck. I'll suffocate Paul Harvey. <laughs> Good day. 11.32 at 5.60 WQAM. So anyway, getting back to your favorite Scientologists. Yes. There's a website called Hollywood Interrupted. Okay. 
And then there's an update on this since the kid died, but this is uh, an older article. Hollywood Interrupted reports they had an interview with a Florida man named Tim Kenny, who lives and works in John Travolta's neighborhood and has intimate knowledge of the goings-on behind the gates of the Travolta airport home. Kenny is concerned that Scientologists John Travolta and Kelly Pearson are ignoring their son Jet's reported case of autism so much that Child Protective Services should be encouraged to get involved. I guess it's a little late now, huh? Yep. I don't think it's a stretch to call their treatment of Jet child abuse, so California restaurant manager Tim Kenny tells Hollywood Interrupted. Kenny claims he met Travolta at his restaurant in February, and after comping the movie star and his daughter a meal per restaurant policy for celebrities, he asked him as one autistic child's father to another if he was doing anything special in terms of therapy for Jet. Aghast, Travolta responded, well, we involve him in the arts. Then he offered to send Kenny a book and hightailed it out of the restaurant. If I ever received a Scientology book from Travolta, I'd find him and throw it back at him, says Kenny. Scientology is keeping him from acknowledging his son's autism. They see it as a weakness. That's what the space aliens are telling him, I guess. Repeated requests for John and Kelly to take part in a local charity event connected to autism advocacy were um, ignored. Furthermore, Hollywood Interrupted reports the Kennys also claim that Kelly and John let Jet sit in front of video games all day eating junk food while they eat the best organic food that money can buy. They exclude Jet from all social events because they're embarrassed. Once, reports Kenny, when Kelly took him to the movies, Jet started to have a meltdown, and Kelly pointed at the nanny and ordered, Take care of it. I wonder if that was the male nanny, John's boyfriend. No comment. Jet does not speak at all, confirms Kenny. He's not even been taught how to communicate. We struggle every week to pay for our daughter's therapy. How dare Travolta ruin his own son's chances of recovering? We want to get the word out on this. Too late. How do you like that? Right. Problem solved. Yeah. Good old Scientologist, baby. But don't be knocking, then. They'll come knocking on your door oh, and pee I on know. your leg. They'll take a big dump on your doorstep. You'll see. They're rotten bastards. Mm-hmm. They like revenge a lot. 225 mm -hmm. votes uh, tallies on the survey. Oh, look at this. Uh, the fake Greg Budell. Sirius was willing to offer you the option of rebroadcasting your existing WQM show, plus a one-day-a-week Sirius-only show in the six-figure range. Why didn't Norm entertain oh. the offers? I'll tell you why, Greg, because there weren't any. That's why he didn't entertain the offers, because there weren't any. There weren't any then. There aren't any now. But I'm delighted to have you back with your fake emails. They were willing to offer me the option of rebroadcasting their existing show. This is all in in Etherland somewhere. Mm -hmm. In Never Never Land. As in Never Never Gonna Happen? That's correct. As in Never Never Did and Was or What Was Not. Oh, you blew it. Why didn't Norm entertain the offers? Let me say it again. Very simple. Because there weren't any. Did you do this? This one guy, Bosford, he means well, and he keeps sending me all... I've already got that article in my pile. Just relax. See, I'm not really all that interested, for the most part, in people sending me articles, unless it's something really spectacular. I'm interested in having people say something. Oh. Oh, I know. Yeah. Say something of their own. Not that somebody else said, or that some article said, right. or some cartoon that the audience can't see. No. Dreaming is the idea free. of putting the emails on there was for somebody to actually say something, <laughs> which I would then pass right. along to the world and use on the air. If they can't get it together to say something on the phone... How are they going to do it? Well, but it's a lot easier to sit and write something as opposed to express it verbally. I mean, they can't even write, I'm your friend. They can't even write that out. Nope. Well, why not? Difficult. 
Brandon says, I don't care about whether Tony leaves Channel 6, but the sale of WTVJ most likely got him scared, and instead of being fired, he just decided to step down. Maybe now he regrets uh, seeing that the sale fell through, and looks like uh, NBC will keep WTVJ after all. Too much uh, time to think, Brandon. Too much time to think up, to conjure up all these. I mean, who really cares? Obviously not too many people in this audience. Tony Cigaretti's been on here for a thousand years, and they got nothing good to say about it, or, or even bad. Nothing. Shameful. Don't you think it's shameful? Whatever. Oh, and here's one that says, and, and, predictable, and how many times have you been in Dade County other than the airport in the past decade? Well, a whole lot of times, because the station's in Dade County. Since 1999, have you been in Dade at all? Of course you will answer you can, you can uh, which is avoiding the point. Well, well, what is the point? This starts out by saying, and, as if there's something like predicating that that is left out. In addition to which, who the hell wants to be in Dade County anyway? Not me. No, or me. Who that wants to be in Dade County? And why, and why do I have to be in Dade County? What does that got to do with anything? If you Like I said before, if you like it there, great. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and try to convince you that it's this or that or whatever. If you like it wherever you are, if you're in Punxsutawney and you're having a great life, good. I'm happy for you. I'm not one of those misery loves company kind of people like so many of the people in South Florida. And here, I'm, I'm doing just fine. The sun is shining. Most of the snow is gone, and the life life is sweet. sweet. I'm over the flu, the cold, whatever the hell it was, 99% over it. But all these nasty, sarcastic, sour, and when was the last time you were in Dade County? What do you know about yada, yada, yada? And it's people like them who make me so delighted that I'm long gone, far away. I was in Broward County last week, all week. Mm-hmm. Was it good Didn't for you? Too many. What? Was it good for you? It was okay. I looked around. I saw a lot of old, grisly people. Mm-hmm. The median age was still death plus 10. Oh, you're wrong, Neil. The demographics are coming way down. All the young people are coming down here. Yeah, all the people under 90, between 75 and 90, are moving to South Florida. 236 tallies on the poll. Other than Neil, which QM show do you listen to the most? I only listen to Neil, 122, 51.6%. Jim Manwich, 64. Joe Rose, only 24. I don't listen to WQM at all, 15. Well, screw you. Get off our poll. The Big O, 6. DA, 3. ESPN Radio, 1. And Dolphin Hotline, still got solamente uno. One tragic vote. Some of yours, I'll show you mine. Next on C-SPAN. Nick Cheney's last official act as vice president. The final dump. Recalled by the vice president's chief of staff, David Addington. Walking past his office, I could hear the grunts. I felt I should ask. Mr. Vice President, uh, are you all right? With his heart condition, I was concerned about him winding up like Elvis. It sounded like he was passing one of the many children he's devoured. I guess there's no harm in saying now that Dick Cheney's diet is of a cannibalistic nature. Much like Cannibal Lecter, only with a preference for young children. Mr. Vice President, uh, please turn on the fan. 
Continuing coverage of Dick Cheney's final dump will continue after this commemoration of the George W. Bush Porta Potty Library. Well, we got problems, baby. We do? Yeah, signal problems. Oh, well. Now, if I had just one or two, but now I'm starting to get a whole bunch of emails. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Shirley, who's a regular emailer, says, your show is going in and out like a bad cell phone signal. And Brandon, who obviously uh, we can trust, yes. says, you're off, you're off the air, on and off for about five minutes, and the Cuban music is very strong. Nick says, the signal sucks today. You're cutting out for minutes at a time. Hmm. Rudy says, the radio signal keeps fading for the last ten minutes. Wow. Hello? Hello? Can anybody hear us? Well, this is just a practice day anyway, right? Maybe they're doing transmitter maintenance right now. Or maybe we're running about a few watts. About 30, man. 30 watts. How do you like that? I mean, I've been doing this a long, long time. You know, I know that I'm old and boring and ponderous and yada, 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 all this other crap. But the fact of the matter is this, that when people can't even hear the radio station, it's not usually a real, real good uh, career booster. You follow what I'm saying? Yep. It sucks. It blows. Here's one that says... um, well, this is the guy that was ripping me about ripping Dave County. Of course, I never said anything about Dave County, did I? Talk about taking it personally. No, I was talking about South Florida and when it began to go in the toilet. That's what I was talking about. But anyway, this guy who uh, was giving me crap for that says, you were off the air and cutting in and out between 11.36 and 11.40, so I couldn't hear your rant in response to my email ripping you for your unreasonably outdated, stubborn view of Dave County. Let me say it again. If you like Dave County, stay there. That's what I said. And, of course, I don't know if we're, like, back on or not. Do, do we have any uh, idea? No. Any inkling? No. Anybody in the building with any spy reports about, like, like that? And no, the I'll, I'll, I'll send like, Chris to go look. Oh, wait. Oh, Chris ain't there. That's right. Just us. Just me and George. And, of course, the rest of the building is probably listening to Kiss. They're probably kissing it. Oh, speaking of They're that. listening to the ticket. If they work on this station. Oh, that's right. Ticket, ticket, ticket. They're they're monitoring during this ticket. show. Yeah, that's what they call it. Um, somebody sent this to me last night. Don't forget January the eighth, which is today, is the king's birthday. Elvis mm. is hillbilly royalty, says this goofball. Do we care? No. Are we playing Elvis? No. I could. It sound real good through that Cuban interference. Elvis does La Cucaracha. Right. Yep. We got some real, real technical problems going on. Did an engineer come uh, stick their head in the door and say anything? No. Because if they do stick their head in the door, shut it real fast. Okay. How about our good friend Flea? He's usually, like, uh, aware of whether we're on the air or not. No one has come in here. George from Montreal says, my wife and I are on holiday in Ixtapa. How do you say that? I don't know. Never heard of it. Mexican thing. I-X-T-A-P-A. Go ask somebody. We listen to you daily via the archives. It's just great. It breaks my heart to hear you suffer so much because of the a-holes that are destroying the radio industry. It breaks your heart, George. Just relax. Broke my heart to write that the bank deposit out yesterday. Oh, my God. Just tore my guts out. As a young punk, I stayed up all night with my AM10 transistor, was able to pick up tons of stations all over the continent. It was great. Now it's all the same syndicated Schmidt. That's right. 
You're the best thing that ever happened to radio. It's a shame that more people haven't heard you. So sad. We're all screwed, says George from Montreal. Not a frog, he says. <coughs> We're all screwed. Well, what does that mean? I don't know. I don't I know. Guess what if, if your life is about radio, you're all screwed. I guess. If your life is about radio, then really what you're trying to say is... I have no life. Right. But thanks anyway, George. Have a good time in that uh, Mexican dump, wherever that is. Ixtapa. I never heard of that. No. Oh, here's one from the fake Larry King. I'm listening in Plantation Acres, and the Cuban music is cranking in the background. Tell George to turn it down. <laughs> <laughs> turn it down, George. Anybody that knows me knows I don't like Cuban turn music. Turn down that Celia Cruz, man. In fact, you know something? Yeah. I think I just got a good inspiration. That's it. She was a community icon. Yeah. Well, you you got you know where it is. Mm -hmm. Tonight on Biography with Mr. Mayonnaise. Hello, I'm Harry Smith. Mr. Mayonnaise. So anyway, we'll just play that in the background all the time, then the audience will feel like right at home. They'll know what station they're on anyway. Sure. Ray, one of our regular uh, emailers, says your signal, which is marginal at best, late afternoon and evening, has been fading in and out the last 15 minutes. At one point, I had to see if my radio was working. Says Ray. How do you like that? We're getting a whole bunch of emails from people, so it's not like one or two just making enough to get us aggravated. It's like a whole bunch of real people out there. Fading in and out. When in doubt, faded in and out. Maybe we'll play Elvis music today. What do you think? If you want to, spin some wax. I'm I mean, starting to get waxy buildup in my uh, rectum. I, mean, I, don't, I don't recommend it. You don't recommend what? Playing Elvis music. Would you think it could make a difference? Well, play something good if you're going to play music. Like what? Anything else? R.E.M.? Sure. 262 tallies on the survey. If anybody can hear us out there, let us know. Neil at neilrogers.com. And look at this idiot. T. Lee Bailly, you know, in, in the deleted group. I just check that every now and then to see if it's the same idiots. And then I delete them the second time, even though you don't like that. It's not, it's not for me. It's your convenience that you're... you're I don't want it. I don't want to have 75,000 emails lined up in at the view, okay? Okay. Deleted ones. Right. I'd like to have 75,000 current ones in there, but at the moment, I got this one. Yep, it was definitely cutting out. Might want to let management know that it was even cutting out during the big old promo that played. <laughs> they might actually do something know. about it then. No, they won't do anything about it, period, okay? Oh, as if they care. They're, they're having meetings, don't you understand? Right. They're having important meetings. I don't know how many times you have to be laughed at before you get tired of it. Yeah. Before you get tired of being the, the walking joke. Right. And? And that's why I'm not going to bring anything up to anybody. As, as you if they don't know. Again? You starting it again? Not me. Everywhere we've been, you've always started up. And I always, oh, that George starting trouble again. That's not true. That's what Mike Disney said. No, nah, that's not true. That's what Bob Green said. That's not true. That's what Greg Reed said. No. And well, that's definitely what Jolly Joe Fat-Ass Bell says. Hey, he's my good buddy. Is he really? Is I he getting know. you that car? I don't know. Well, why not? Why don't I know? Because nobody talks to me? What about Flea? He's not a salesperson. He's not on the sales But, but isn't he involved in some of those meetings? He's know? involved in some of them. I don't think he's involved in those seminars that they have every five minutes over there. They have seminars? Sales seminars? <laughs> they're going to have a job on this show, I'll tell you that. Man. Remember what I said last year? At, at one point, I don't remember when it was. 
But I said that if the sales, if the sales situation regarding the show continued the same, and basically what they're doing is they're stealing all my avails. I have 16 avails every day, and they're stealing them all, which is a lot easier than selling, you know, me. Boy, that's a pain in the ass. You that's right. Because then I want like real copy, copy and change. Like, uh, you want it to really make do a sense. Job for the client. Want I want them to want service. The phone number you know, to be right. You know, right. Like stuff that. like you that. You don't want the sponsors to be their money. You know? Stuff that's radio -ish. Pain in the ass crap. Why would right. anybody want to deal with you? You're right. Well, I asked if anybody can hear us to send us an email. and We don't have any. Can you hear us? How is our signal? You know, for all we know, I could be talking to myself. Don't you think somebody <laughs> in engineering ought to be coming Steph, in there? Uh, Steph actually just popped his head in. And, and what did he he's say? He's going to go start monitoring now to see if uh, he's going to go on. start monitoring now. Yep. He well, was actually listening. By the way, for like by the, the last... way, by the way, yes, he was actually listening to the show. That's why he came in here. So we have one. Oh, he's a good guy, and he really knows his crap. He's like mm -hmm. a real engineer, as opposed to some of the make-believe people that this corporation is fond of hiring. I don't want to mention uh, Bob Vermouth. Hell of a job in Amsterdam, Bob. And my landlord and his uh, girlfriend hated you like poison, too, by the way. And so do I. Bob Vermouth. His wife listens, though. That's what he said. Oh. Yeah, a lot of people will do that. They'll say, oh, well, uh, my, like, what's her name? Uh, her mother listens every day. The one that's uh, coming, Anita Marks. I see. Her mother listens to the show every day. Like that, that, somehow that's going to temper what I say on the air. I mean, I'm sure that's why they tell me these things. Why else would I care? Right? Right. So just like that guy who gave me the uh, instructions about uh, what I should say about Israel. And by the way, I've got about 45,000 Israel articles here coming up. Well, i got a dead person. A what Ron now? Ashton. I don't even know how to say his name. Ashton? Ashton? A guitarist dead person? What? Dead person, you said? Yeah. He was guitarist for um, Iggy Pop and uh, the Stooges. Did we already have that? Ron Ashton? No. You were, we're talking, talking about Iggy, about Iggy Pop, Pop the other day. I don't remember what it was about. No, though. it wasn't about him. Lantana Road and I-95 up on the exit. WQM completely blanks out to uh, Spick Sounds, it says. No George music here, it says, wherever the hell they are. Of course, it doesn't say where. No George music. Anybody that knows me music. for five You're minutes knows that I don't the like internet. Well, that's music. great. We're not talking about the Internet, okay? Oh, here's another one. The signal's great on the Internet in Chicago. No Cuban interference except from George. That's cute. Coming across fine. Don't know if that helps. I just thought I would let you know, says Andrew. But Andrew doesn't tell you where. And, of course, it's the live audio stream. We're not talking about the audio stream. Oh, God. The radio seems to be working now, but the Cuban music is unbelievably loud today. It is, some, in some cases, on top of you instead of you over it. Wow. Maybe I need to talk louder. P.R. Ralph says, hear you loud and queer. You did break up a few times, but you sound great. Yeah, I sure do. Sure I do. We can hear you in LaBelle on 560, says Don. Too bad they can't hear us in Dade Broward in Palm Beach. That would be good. Your signal hasn't cut out since you read the first email telling you about the problem, uh, says Flash. Thanks, Flash. And Fersky says, I can hear you. See, these people don't understand that uh, what's happening online, what does that have to do with anything? Nothing. I mean, if they we can only talk it. to the people who are listening online, how many is that, you know? About 30, man. Yeah. Cuban interference, that's Fidel, man. To hell with Fidel. I'm going to go down there and stick some of that powder in his beard. I'm going to go poison a cigar. I'm going to pee on his parade. <laughs>
This is Brady Quinn. Whenever I shave my balls, I listen to the Neil Rogers 12 to 1 hour. It seems Britney Spears' legal team has finally had enough. Senator Hillary Clinton was clearly emotional at a midday event in Dover. Police arrive at Britney's home, where they reportedly hear her giggling hysterically inside a locked bathroom. A possible breakthrough in the two-month-old writer's strike. Roger Clemens fires back the baseball great denies charges of using steroids and human growth hormone. Quarterback Tony Romo, who did not play very well against the Giants, is getting blasted in Dallas for spending last weekend in Cabo with girlfriend and bad luck charm Jessica Simpson. Britney Spears still isn't allowed to visit her children. Fighting for the Democratic lead, Obama and Clinton took the gloves off. New England Patriots are going to be 18-0 going into the Super Bowl. The Giants are going to the Super Bowl. Well, the Boston Globe is so confident the Patriots will win the Super Bowl. Their sports staff has already written a book about the team's perfect 19-0 season. The Giants have won the Super Bowl. It's day four for Britney Spears at UCLA Medical Center on involuntary psychiatric hold. Amy Winehouse, they've tried to make her go to rehab, and now she has. Hillary Clinton knows she has to turn the tide. 349 for a gallon of regular unleaded gas ties a record. New York Governor El Elliot Spitzer apologizes after being linked to a major prostitution ring. Former Beatle Paul McCartney is paying big time to settle his divorce with Heather Mills. Senator Hillary Clinton is backing away from her story that she came under sniper fire during a trip to Bosnia as First Lady. Richie Sambora, the lead guitarist for Bon Jovi, is out of jail this morning after being arrested for drunk driving. We now know who the Democratic nominee is going to be, and no one's going to dispute it. Three tornadoes have left neighborhoods in southeast Virginia devastated. Miley Cyrus, topless. If the Democratic nomination battle is supposedly over, Somebody forgot to tell Hillary Clinton. All right, day two of the R. Kelly child pornography trial. Senator Edward Kennedy has been diagnosed with a malignant brain tumor. It was so hot, I saw Amy Winehouse smoking a cracksicle. But one week from today, Barack Obama hopes to have enough delegates to become the Democratic nominee. The unveiling of the iPhone 2.0. At least two dozen people have been hospitalized after eating contaminated raw tomatoes. As a result of his sudden and unexpected death, he's being mourned like a president or a pope. Tim Russert died on Friday, just 58 years old. AAA reports the average price of unleaded regular is now 4.07. He taught us what we can't say on television and where we should put all the stuff we have. Comic icon George Carlin has passed away. You're not the only one getting hit by high gas prices. Many prostitution houses are also hurting. Some media reports have suggested A-Rod may be romantically linked with singer Madonna. 330 active wildfires in California. Thousands of homes are threatened, although not nearly as many homes that are threatened by countrywide mortgage. AAA says the national average for unleaded regular is about 4.11 a gallon. Anheuser Busch has agreed to a 52 billion dollar takeover. Mortgage giants Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac are getting help from the Treasury Department, a bailout, and canine cuisine will be off limits at some restaurants during next month's Olympic Games in Beijing. General Motors is in trouble. Brett Favre says he doesn't feel welcome in Green Bay. And Angelina Jolie news. And the baby twins, well, they finally left the hospital in Nice, France over the weekend. Senator John McCain is jumping all over Obama. Former presidential hopeful John Edwards is now responding to a tabloid report that he had an affair. Edwards says this is simply not true. You're not allowed to streak in Beijing for the Olympics. Federal investigators want to know what Mary-Kate Ashland knows about the death of her friend Heath Ledger. One of the most important qualities in the next president of the United States is to be very, very 
very old. The woman John Edwards says he had an affair with is refusing to have a paternity test on her young child. Swimming phenom Michael Phelps' quest for perfection. I'm a hockey mom from Alaska. David Duchovny has voluntarily checked himself into a rehab facility for sex addiction. You can actually see Russia from land here in Alaska. Don LaFontaine, who was arguably the best voiceover guy ever, has passed away. Tom Brady got hit right on the knee. You, know, you, you can put uh, lipstick on a pig. It's still a pig. United Airlines is doubling its fee to check a second bag on domestic flights. Clay Aiken makes the most unsurprising announcements in years. Yup, I'm gay. McCain doesn't think the current bailout proposal will pass. We're a couple of mavericks. Gosh darn it. Obama has his first clear lead over John McCain. Paul Newman's legacy will live on for years. The Dow dropped almost 780 points. The Rays move on to the World Series to take on the Philadelphia Phillies. Sarah Palin going rogue. Governor Sarah Palin is still defending herself over the $150,000 wardrobe the Republican National Committee bought her. And CNN cannot project that Barack Obama, 47 years old will become the president-elect of the United States. We know the challenges that tomorrow will bring are the greatest of our lifetime. Leaders from the big three automakers were back on Capitol Hill today working to secure a massive bailout. New York Giants star receiver Plaxico Burris is being charged with a crime after shooting himself in the leg. The deadly face-off in Mumbai, India continues to unfold. Las Vegas judge Jackie Glass rejected Simpson's apology and sentenced him up to 33 years in prison. Nationwide average for a gallon of regular unleaded is now $1.72. Oprah Winfrey opens about her recent weight gain. Michael Jackson's famous glittering glove is going on the auction. The House has passed the big three auto bailout bill. The economy is so bad, it's on ad today for the new Trump trailer park. That's how bad. Yeah. Twelve oh seven at five sixty. WQAM. No speaking English aquí. Well, I got I got fifty thousand emails now. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be getting some too. Yeah. You've been getting some too. What do they about, say about the signal? They say it sucks. Yeah, well, they, they, we're back now. That it's supposed to be uh, better now. Well, some of them say that. Mm -hmm. Some of them say, "Well, I'm going to read them all." Great. Have some good time. Read them slow. In fact, maybe we ought to do this every day. At some, uh, you'll have to listen because we want to right. tell you ahead of surprise time. Surprise transmitter maintenance. Some surprise time during the show, the signal will go like, hey, like that. Here's one from uh, somebody who says, surely if WQM pays the FCC for a license, then they have a right to expect some sort of signal protection from interference by a tin pot third world country. How do you like that, tin pot? Hey, mm -hmm. Get Clarence to call Cheney and scramble the jets. There's still time for one more war, says Steve. Thanks, Steve. To hell with Fidel, man. They just keep cranking that thing up. Eric and Tamarack says, I hear you loud and clear. Maybe your listeners need a good radio like mine. I have an eight-foot ferrite antenna built in. It works beautifully. QM comes in crystal clear all the way up in Tamarack. <laughs> all the way up in Tamarack. Woo! God, am I impressed, aren't you? Oh, yeah. 
Phil, uh, Phil says, Neil, I'm one of those who never email, but listen, over-the-air Clear and Aventura, stay well. Thanks, Phil. I hear you. And, and my, even my good friend Ken in Etobicoke, who's generally a pretty sharp guy, what is with you people? We're not talking about the Internet stream, okay? The Internet stream isn't subject to uh, over-the-air interference. God! But Ken says the Internet streaming is just fine. Well, that's good. Everybody listen online. Jose, the copier man from Homestead, says, I can hear you. Can you hear us? Do you hear us? Hello? Wow. How, how many more roadblocks are they going to throw in our way? It doesn't make any difference because we still get paid whether you can hear us or not, right? Right. Not as much as we ought to be getting paid, but still, George has got that big raise coming up, and he's got that new car. Oh, yeah. Coming. That beautiful Cadillac Escalade. <laughs> that beautiful 2009 Corvette. Yeah. Jerry says, just want to let you know you're not cutting out anymore. I'm listening in Davy. This was at 11.58 in the a.m. Don't you feel relieved now? Okay. Coming in loud and clear on my computer, says Scott in Pinellas Park. See, on the computer again. What? Didn't I say a million times we're not talking about the Internet stream? Didn't I say that 50 million, maybe not 50, about 30, million. 30 million times? Apparently not enough. For the people who want you on Sirius, if they can't listen live, they can listen to the archives, says Scott. Well... It's just another way to bitch and bellyache and, you know, complain. When are you going to go to Sirius? Sirius is uh, going under, okay? 14 cents a share. In fact, I, I ought to check it again during the break. Maybe less. Barry says, no issue. Too bad it didn't happen yesterday with the great calls George had. Keep up the good work. No problem in North Miami. Now, what does that mean? Too bad it didn't happen yesterday with the great calls that you had? I, I don't know what that means. Is that a shot? It sounds like a shot in oh. your callers. Ooh. Did you have bad calls yesterday? It was fine. Yesterday was fine. That didn't answer my question. I had the usual and all that. I mean, if that's no. what you mean. No. Yeah. Not not Reverend Schwartz. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Homo and Jones. boyfriend? I'm sure. And I, I don't even hear that anymore. Oh. Just, you know, Joe I says, I'm out. in West Point and the signal sucks. Always hearing Cuban music in the background. Ay, 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 it says. How do you like that? Very, very well said, Joe. I am listening. Boy, you talk about a loyal audience. They have to be really, really super loyal to listen through all this crap. boy, Jolly Joe Bell. You are doing it. Lewis on the Palm Coast says, question, how can you not be heard in Dave Broward or Palm Beach when I can tune in here in Daytona? As far as I'm concerned, keep the signal strong because if you think radio is bad down there, just try listening here. Terminal, thanks for the signal, said Lewis. So we're uh, doing good up there in Daytona. All right. But that's because the Fidel Station isn't getting all the way up, up the coast. Well, that's a side commentary. But in Monroe, Dade, and Broward and Palm Beach, no doubt, it's like... Like that. With an occasional and no extra charge <laughs> thrown in. And once in a great while, Ay, Papa Juan Pablo. one of those. The biggest names. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Yank it, baby. Some pervert unzipped his fly to get serviced by a guy standing in the bathroom stall he'll stick his junk right through the wall oh. 
feeling like, oh, my God, it smells like crap in here. All the time. Just this yeah. morning. I wonder why that is. Coincidence. <clears throat> 319 tallies on the poll. Other than Neil, which WQM show do you listen to the most? I only listen to Neil, 154, 48.2%. Mad Dog, Jim Manwich, 95. Joe Rose, 31. I don't listen to WQM at all, 24. The Big O is 7. DA4, ESPN3, and Dolphins Hotline still only got one. I bet you Bill, Bill Camper voted. Think? Mm-hmm. A 319 vote. Our goal is, uh, I don't know, 400. <clears throat> Pick a low number, especially when they can't hear us. Hello? Hello? Oh. I'm doing everything I can to see if we can get through to the audience out there. We can't get through to management, and we sure as hell can't get through to Norma Kent. He's busy in court. Defending some pervert like me. Hmm. Here's one that says, Arnold's Royal Castle is open. Let's eat some Neely's. Neil, you are the great one. So are those Neely burgers with much love or listener. How soon can they get here? They can't send you any food. I'll buy it. You'll buy it? With money. Wayne wouldn't take your money. I'll uh, slip it in his pocket. What about the money? That too. Here's one from Gigi, and it says, P.S. Go Gators. Oh, gee, we got the big game for you tonight, BCS championship game. I'm sure everybody's going to be watching on TV. And if you think our daytime signal is bad, wow. Nighttime signal, it's like chasing the elusive butterfly. You know, remember that song by Bob Lynn, the elusive butterfly? No. You don't? I might have it. But you got it there. Bob Lind, L-I-N-D, no relation to Paul. I don't think Bob was gay, but nevertheless... There it is. See? Not so elusive after all, is it? No. I can hear it better than our signal. Wow, nice stereo separation on this. You might mm-hmm. wake up yeah. some morning. All the vocals are on one One hit wonder, Bob Lynn. And if you're quick enough to rise, you'll catch the fleeting glimpse of someone's fading shadow. It was on Dot Records, I believe. What a memory. Okay, that's it. See, back when you were a kid and you had all those 45s stacked up, mm-hmm. and you knew what, you, you remember the labels. That, that, that's when there I were see. actual records with labels. You know what label it was on. I see. No? I only had one. You only had one little 45? Yeah, uh, I had albums. Changer? You had what? Albums. I only had one 45. And what was that? Bungle in the Jungle by Jethro Tull. Oh, my God. That, I after it. I bought that one, I'd never buy another one. I'll tell you that. I'd, <laughs> I'd throw it away. I like that song. Anyway, this one by Gigi says, Hi, Neil and George. We can hear you loud and clear, minus the cha-cha music here in downtown Miami. But overall, the signal blows. It blows. How do you like that? For an indictment of this company, huh? They're working on it, though, feverishly. They, they really are. And if we live long enough, I think by the time they get it resolved, the station will be off the air. I, I could be wrong. Do you notice that we've got an avail in the next break? 
Wow. You do you see that? No, actually there was a there was a write in, so we do not. Oh. I just mentioned that just in case anybody from the sales department or connected to it nope. might be listening, which I'm sure they're not. Races, I just don't get it. Maybe it's the jock mentality. Maybe they are homophobic. Why would somebody with business sense try to piss off the Golden Goose who puts this station on the map, who doesn't get any promotion, who tries to run out of town at contract time with no respect, who, the, who, who they try to run out of town? I see. It proves anyone can run a station without looking. Oh, they're looking all right. Oh, without looking at the big picture. George puts up respectable numbers in your absence and gets the same. And people wonder why radio is dying. Well, let me tell you this, Ray. I'm dying over here. Yeah, let me say it again. I'm dying over here. And I have no one of those two. I'm dying over here. A moisture charge. Just relax. All of these people are so whipped up. We're doing okay, right? Yep. I'm not happy about that pay cut. I'm not happy no. about uh, the sales department and Chris Jones uh, not talking about the show or making any effort whatsoever to sell it. I mean, and, you know, that, that's going to wind up in court, all of that stuff. If Norma Kent ever gets away from all his perverts, <laughs> he won't. At least he responded to my email, though. Wasn't that something? That was something. Tom says, crummy signal. Thanks for a refreshing Thanks for refreshing a childhood memory. Remember sitting on the porch on a warm summer's evening and hearing the crickets? That's what your signal sounds like. Ah, memories, says Nick. Well, thanks for rubbing it in, Nick. Crickets. Let's get some Buddy Holly cranked up. That'll be the day. Come on. On Brunswick Records. Oh, not these what kind of memory. Crickets? Yeah, play the crickets and then play a Buddy Holly. <clears throat> I wonder what ever happened to the crickets. Were they were they on a plane with Buddy Holly? I don't know. And the big bopper? <laughs> Brunswick Records, man. A purple label. Dark purple. Maybe, baby. baby Where's this Duke Goldstein, the keeper of the keys? And who's this Ken Held guy that they're talking about? Is anybody? That'll, that'll, be, the that'll be the day. When you say goodbye, yes, be the he was okay. He was adequate. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Peggy Sue. Ooh, 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 ooh. If you knew, old Peggy Sue. Knew, Peggy Sue. That's it. Oh, you want more? Oh, you got more? No, I don't no mean more Peggy Buddy Sue. Holly I mean. Well, what's that? Just more of it. More Peggy Sue. Oh, I see. I knew Peggy Sue. Yeah, I knew Peggy Sue. She she would do, but only for you. Three thirty-three on the pole. We're halfway to six sixty-six. All right. Uh oh, Stephen Jersey is here. He says the old Lang Syne two thousand eight retrospective you just played. Brilliant work. Hmm. Oh, it took, like us, took us hours. Who put that together? He said, oh, some guys. Some guys with a lot more time and a lot more talent than we got. It's a two-minute reminder. A two-minute reminder. That thing is like, like six four something, and a half it? minutes long, isn't it? Get out of here. You guys are both crazy. Let me take a look. It's like um, 608. Really? Yeah. Wow. It seems Britney Spears' legal Only team like 15 minutes. It seems like 30 seconds to me. Who put that together? It's a two-minute reminder of how great it is to be out of that freaking year. Good to have you both back, says Steve in Jersey. Thanks, Steve. Steve's a good guy. we got some good guys out there listening we around. A couple. couple no, three. several. Boy, I sure, I'll tell you one thing. If we, could, if we could like go off the air like that every once in a while, we sure get a million emails. Louis on the Palm Coast says, I did refer to the AM signal in Daytona not streaming. I know, Louis. Just relax. I know that. 
I can hear you in Daytona, 560 on the AM dial. Too bad they can't hear us in Dade Broward and Palm Beach and Monroe. Because Fidel is going... Incredible. Just going ape Schmidt, man. I guess he's on the way out. So. And what, what the hell is he giving me crap, huh? Now, let me ask you. I guess... Well, I already know the answer. They can't interfere with the FMs? I don't know. I guess they're not trying. Well, well, why the hell did they interfere with, like, WQBA for crying out loud, where they put on all that anti-Fidel propaganda, La Cubanissima, and all those other ones, you know? Maybe they're trying. they don't interfere with them, huh? Maybe we're getting spillover. I think they're just jealous of that great Dolphin season, man, that 11-5 and season, and that horrible playoff game against Baltimore. With, uh, what's his name on the sideline? Scam, scam, scammer? Here's one that says, in Kendall, signal goes between crappy and very crappy. Cuban interference is con- constant, constant. It just never stops. I think, I think we're going to have to, like, uh, wipe that damn. Get all your relatives back over here, and then we'll just blow the damn thing up. Biggest names. Come on, Barack. This is Neil Rogers. Show us some cojones, baby. 560 QAM. Neil Rogers got I shaved my balls for my girl Holly. So she'll lick them like a lolly. Maybe next time I'll just wax them. As they grow back, I'll have to scratch them. Itchy balls, baby. Itchy balls. Now, what do you like better, itchy balls or bitchy balls? I don't have to choose. Used to be a horse called Ichiban. Yeah. <laughs> Trotter had raced at Pompano Park. They still racing the horses at Pompano Park? Yes. Does anybody know about it? No. No. It's really, um, I don't know what to say about them, those people. So I won't say anything. Okay. Maybe they'll buy some spots on the show sometime. <laughs> Not. Maybe that bank that I hate like poison. Maybe they'll buy some spots on the station. I don't hear them anymore. Should I rip them an ass? No. No. Then they'll get all, oh, see, he's, he's chasing away the accounts, you know. And then Defoe will come back and have a big powwow with Jolly Joe Bell and tell him what a bastard I am and how I chased away Nations Bank at IOD 100 years ago because I ripped them on the air. Mm-hmm. Nations Bank, how are they doing? Still in business? No. Long mm-hmm. gone. Long gone. Remember Nations Bank? Yep. A lot of people used to call it Haitians Bank. Why'd they do that? Because they're bigots. I see. You know any Haitians? No, I don't, as a matter of fact. Well, there you go. Get on them jitneys, man. Go to Dade County and get on them jitneys. Well, you're in Dade County. That's right. I'll be right back. Go on there like Miami I'll go Avenue. for a ride. And go for a ride and see if you come back alive. Matter of fact, I might uh, start having to be taking the jitney to work. So well, what, what's the deal? You're still using your daughter's car? Yes. I bet she's not too pleased about it. What's she doing? No, she's not. What, what is she doing? She's cooling her heels. And she happens to be, be to be between jobs, as we call it. Uh, yeah, I know. At the moment, so you told me. Yeah, so. So are we. Mm-hmm. No kidding. Brian says your show is coming through up here in Orlando. Listen to Bubba the Love Sponge on ninety six point five today. He mentioned your name with some regard when talking about Ted Webb and Jack Harrison Tampa. Bubba's okay, but he talks about wrestling too much and has Hulk Hogan on every second. Yeah, well, what's that all about? God. Next thing he'll be putting like Johnny Dork on here or some loser like that. 344 on the survey. We're going to make that 400 if it's the last thing we do. And and based on the way the signal is going today, although I guess it's okay right now. Johnny says, Neilito, a friendly way to say Neil. Neilito. Is that like pajarito? Just like it. You are going on the air loud and clear. Have a great day. Is that like pendejo? Oh, Very much. No. 
What happened? Uh, I just dropped a thing. Oh, okay. Before. Is that like um, Cabron? Very similar. Rocky from Miami says, stop it already. I hear you fine here. Driving around Boynton Beach, you sound queer, clear to me. How did you guys, uh, did you guys happen to see that GD blasted, how how blasted Dick Vitale was on the NBA telecast last night? I don't watch the NBA, so I certainly wouldn't watch Dick Vitale come back for one more <laughs> incoherent episode. It was effing unbelievable. It says, go heat. Oh, God. Yeah. Get a life, Rocky. Take up a real sport. I wonder if they're replaying the Leafs-Panthers game. I sure hope not. No. What are a commercial break with an octopus? Oh, of course, the Brian Burke movement here in Toronto is really, that really shaking things up. He brought back, uh, brought, brought, what's his name, Brad May to Toronto. Isn't that exciting? Brad May. Yep. He's only just turned 98 years old. Mayday! Mayday! Here's the NHL Network. Enough. Uh, they're brought along slowly enough so that when they hit, they're at the right maturation point that they can oh, proceed God. properly. And, and anybody out there says this show is boring? Get hurt, when you oh, bring my up, God. Canadian 6, Rangers 3. Rangers got their ass kicked by the Canadians right there at MSG. Wow. That's bad, ain't it? Rangers. Okay. Oh, here's that crazy guy, How'd you like to have some of the drugs they must feed this guy? He, he just, every race, he's like incoherent. Now, what's the story? Am I going to get a, a dry run test later this afternoon? Am I going to get a fax? I think that's or an the email? plan. Yes. From Steve Sloan? That's the plan. While he's at it, by the way, you might tell Steve Sloan to go out and sell some more stuff on this show. Before hey. I put a pipe bomb under Joe Bell's ass or in it. Rectum. The short list of sales guys we got selling spots on this show. That's what I'm saying. Duff, Steve, Steve Sloan. Bob Eisenberg. Bob Eisenberg ain't selling nothing on this show. He's selling oh, he's for not you. selling lives. He's, he's not doing anything on his show. He does nothing for me. He did bring, he brought those, uh, what did he bring to the uh, Gulfstream? Potatoes or corn? Carrots? Carrots. He brought carrots for the horses because Petey Lenny... Oh, my God. Petey Lenny scammed him. He punked him. He skunked him, and he told him to bring carrots to feed the horses. And so he went. He stopped at Publix and bought a whole bunch of carrots. I don't want to say you're an idiot, Eisenberg. I shouldn't do that because he's selling the show real right. big. Not. For a few moments about a half an hour ago, your signal faded and returned several times. I don't know what all these morons are complaining about. They were some of the most blissful moments of this entire show. Oh, this is the guy that loves you and hates me. Oh. Why don't you have some guests on or discuss some topics like a real radio show? Oh, boy. George discusses things and has people in and takes calls. Hell, give Prozac Ron a five-minute spot on the show, and I'm sure more people would enjoy that than the other three hours and 55 minutes. We have to listen to this, Schmidt. Bah! We have to. Somebody's sitting there with a gun at his head. Oh, pull the trigger, damn it. Why don't you hand it over to George and take out a pad and pencil and take some notes on how to do a radio show? George, do something. I am. <laughs> Says you're my bitch at AOL.com. <laughs> oh, God. Come on, do something, I'm George. I'm doing it right now. I'm doing I'm it double time. Pencil. I don't have a pencil. I got a pen. Got a pencil? Got a pen and a lot of paper. Do something. I am. I'm doing something. Jeff says, sound check in Boca. Signal is as clear as ever in Boca. No background noise here. You motivated me, though, to switch over and listen to El Sol. I suddenly missed the filler and background music, too. Love your number one P-H-A-N fan. How do you like that? Ray says, the signal's much better. Management must have been worried about the spots. 
Yeah, it would be nice if you're going to advertise on this radio station. If somebody could hear your commercials, that would be good. Uh, so quit running 10 watts during the show. Just try to, you know, they're trying to put the final nails in the coffin. So the next book we get like a oh, point. Oh, oh. Here's one from David Aventura. says, your signal sucks. Where is the engineer? Did, uh, what's his name ever come back, Steph? No. And give you a report? No. 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 Well, why not? I don't think he heard anything to report. What does that mean? Like if he found a problem, he would come back and say, hey, there's a problem, blah, blah, blah. We're going to do this or we're not going to do this or uh, blow it out your ass or something. Maybe if they crank the gerbils up, if they feed the damn gerbils, maybe we get the damn thing up to about 100 watts, for Christ's sakes. It says your signal was going on and off total dead air for quite some time in northeast Dade Aventura. Management must suck. Cutbacks? Question mark. Oh, he says not enough hamsters keeping the signal going or are they not feeding them. See, he's stealing my material, or I stole his. Get out when you can. It says, yeah, get out. Get out when you can. And do what? And go on a street corner, spare some change, mister? All these people with their brilliant advice. Here's another guy telling me how, what to do, giving me directions, critiques, complaints, and life instructions. You left that one out. Oh. Two, even the original email I sent earlier came back undeliverable. Now I know to send you direct Neil at NeilRogers.com. That's because I say it on the air all the time, Neil at NeilRogers.com. Thanks, Dave, and calm down. Calm the hell down. God. At least we got him whipped up about something anyway. Listening to your voice with Cuban music in the background on Ives Dairy, though I kind of like it, though, says this one. They like it. Maybe they like the Celia Cruz. I like the Buddy Holly much better. You like it? I like Buddy Holly much better than Celia Cruz. And the interesting thing is they're both dead. He had better hair, though. He had frizzy. What do you call that? Frizzy hair? Curly. Curly? Kind of curly frizzy. Yeah, yeah. Curly? Doi, 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 doi. Here's one from uh, Francis who says, In the car in Broward, the signal's back to its marginal norm. <laughs> oh, it's back to its marginal norm, norm, uh. Fred says, glad you're back. Your show is great today. Put on some Frank. I can't find edited Dolphins. Tune in on your side. Uh, the tune on your side. Is it there? Oh, Fred and Boca. No, it's not there, and it's not going to be there. Isn't that what we're supposed to be working on is getting every, every bit that they want right. on the site? If they want it, uh, we'll give it to them for free. Right. And, no, what we'll do is you'll, you'll come to their home. That's right. I'll burn them, give a them a CD. personally autographed That's CD right. with all the, all, the, all the bits that they want, all the tunes Color, they want. label. Sure. That's right. Wow. I think we're finally caught up. Now I can get in all my 400 uh, Israel stories. Good God Almighty! What a, what a humongous penis. Wow! Absolutely. Yeah. 
46, 14 to 1. Here's one from your close personal buddy. Okay. In fact, I'll give you I'll give you a clue. I don't always do this for everybody, but for you, I'll give you a clue. All right. Danny oh. <laughs> Let me narrow it down. Okay. It says, hey, wise guy. Heard your smart aleck comment about me a few minutes ago. Isn't it amazing that these people are listening religiously? I can't utter a word and then get it by them. Yeah. All of them. All these naysayers. Why don't you take the stick out of your ass? I don't care for Bubba's show, but you are one to talk. You wrote the book on talking about other radio personalities in order to get them to talk about you. You made a career out of it. I never, ever talked about any radio person to get them to talk about me. That, that is a bald-faced, fat-assed, horseball lie. Yeah, talk about all the people, radio, TV, talk about everybody. That's, that's, that's the Neil Rogers show. But in order to get them to talk about me, did I did I try to get Joey Reynolds to talk about me? No. Oh God. Or Mr. Ego? No. No. They just they're obsessed. Like you, Johnny. They're obsessed. Obsessed. I have no life. Jesus God. Get out some of those old flannel checkered shirts and go have a good time at Dudas before it's too late. Now is he working somewhere, Johnny Dork, or what? I don't know. Well, you seem to be uh, really no, tight no. with him. Uh, no, I don't. You invited him in for that lunch that one day. Uh, yeah, you, that's you right. You said to me, boy, don't ever bring that turd back mm -hmm. in here. That's what I said. Rocky says, Kenneth Mas Macho, Buddy Holly, or Celia Cruz? <clears throat> you think it makes a difference now? No. Probably not. Just like that guy that took that, that early in the show that was talking about David Bloom. Why would he put him on the list? He's dead. Anyway, here's one from TR, who's obviously very confused because I never lived in Miami Shores or anywhere near Miami Shores, but nevertheless, I don't think. Did I live in Miami Shores? I don't know. No. Did you? No. It says Nations Bank changed its name to Bank of America after the merger with Bank of America. However, Nations Bank was the acquiring party. All the senior management, including the CEOs, were the Nations Bank management team. P.S. During my training at Nations Bank in 1993 for management, I was one of your account managers at the Miami Shores location. Loved you then, and now that I'm getting old, still do, says T.R. Well, thanks, T.R., but I don't know what that means. He was one of my account managers at the Miami Shores location, he or she. That's or what he says. It, they, they. But I never I never was at banked in Miami Shores because I never lived anywhere near there, especially in 93. Well, maybe you forgot. No. But maybe, maybe they used to, like, uh, you know, hosky around with my money. That could be it. Like the current bank that I'm with, which used to be Nations Bank, which used to be Family Bank, which used to be... Well, I don't want to say what it is now. Jimmy says, I'm in Pompano, and your show is coming through just fine. Oh, wait, you're not listening to the salsa music in the background? Never mind. At least you're not talking about wrestling and taking calls from washed-up wrestlers. Take care, Neil. P.S. Tell George's daughter I'll give her a ride. <laughs> mm -hmm. Over George's dead body, well, Jimmy. Send a picture. She can take care of herself. Yeah, that's right. Oh, here's me. Married. Married a biatch. Isn't that cute? Everything with this guy's bitch and biatch. Okay. 
You say that nobody will try to sell your show. Did you ever think you needed a show to sell first? Satellite radio is going out, so maybe you should go there and just fade away. Fade away. Kind of like sounds like Johnny Dork, same crap, you know. Who are you to be talking about Bubba and Bubba, Bubba, Bubba? I'll talk about whatever the hell I want to talk about, including your stupid fat ass, Johnny. It's time to win Israel's Gaza War. That's the editorial in yesterday's Toronto Star. Now, do you think I dare to read the, all these stories I've got piled up here? Bedtime a couple. stories? I, I could take some calls. What do you mean a couple? I got one, two, three, four. Oh, wait a minute. Here's some emails. Um, I got a bunch. Well, four is not that many, is it? No. Five. Oh. Oh, I got the, I also got this thing about Armageddon Week. You ready for Armageddon? I'm all locked and loaded, man. I got my cooler full of ice. This is from Disinformation News. 2009 may be underway, but it's the year 2012 that's got everybody talking. I don't hear anybody talking about it. Do you? Sure. All the time. Oh. Documentaries and stuff. Books. People? People. Like in shopping malls? Like when you come to like work in my house, they talk yeah. about 2012? Uh -huh. They are? Yep. And all week long on television, the History Channel is alerting its viewers and many others who see ubiquitous ads play, uh, plastered on bus shelters and telephone booths. The world may come to an end on December 21st, 2012. It's like Y2K, baby. Remember all the hysteria with Y2K? Oh, I love it. Power's going to go out. The water's going to stop running. Your colostomy bag's going to overflow and nobody's going to empty it for you. Oh, my God. Hulk Hogan's going to walk off the uh, Bubba and Love Sponge show. Y2K, we go die when all computers go offline. That's right, all computers are going offline. The world was going to come to an end as we knew it. A two-hour special kicking off history's Armageddon Week claims that the 16th century soothsayer Nostradamus warned of apocalypse in 2012. And if that's not enough, then try the Egyptians, the Freemasons, and yes, the ancient civilization that actually did have something to say about 2012, the Maya in southern Mexico and northern Central America. Throughout, we hear ominous music and dyna uh, dramatic narration warning of global apocalypse. Oh, my God. This follows a holiday movie schedule in which it was hard to avoid dramatic teaser ads for Roe and Emmerich's Summer 2009, Ends Times Disaster Movie 2012. Oh, this is just a hype for another movie, right? I guess. Counterbalancing this apocalyptic hype comes 2012 Science and Superstition, a new documentary film from the Disinformation News Network. Where they've launched exclusively on Apple iTunes Store and is already on a best-selling documentaries chart. And it goes on on and on. As Hollywood and the mainstream media distort and exploit the Mayan calendar in their constant quest for ratings and box office success, more and more people are looking for information on what 2012 really means. Oh, God. I'm going to worry about this all afternoon at Woodbine. 2012, it's only like uh, three years away. Although it's, uh, what is it, December? Oh, it's almost four years away. I'll be dead by then anyway. That's what Johnny's praying for. He's probably got his Neil Rogers voodoo doll right now. Talk about sticking a, put a stick up your ass. That's what he's doing. He's sticking a pin in my Rectum. Oh, jeez. Keith says they should send all the Palestinians to WIOD. Then they'll know what misery really is. <laughs> what, what does that mean? I don't know. Send all the Palestinians to WIOD. 
Well, I think I think he may have a point. W I O D. Oh, I hate that station. Duda, Duda. <clears throat> okay, so here's what the uh, Toronto Star says. Do I have time for this before the break? Probably not. Two minutes. Probably not. So let's take a puke at the pool. See how we're doing on there. Three hundred eighty votes. I think we're going to make that four hundred. Not like overwhelming. Not like that. Oh, wait a minute. Here's Cliff. My grandpa in Barefoot Bay went home to be with the Lord Tuesday night. Last month got to be too much to handle for the family, so we had to put him in an assisted dying facility. It was a single-family home with five bedrooms of the dying elderly. Even the front lawn was dying, says Cliff and Kendall. When I made my final visit, I was greeted by two sweaty and nervous Bahamian nurses. Poor grandpa probably had a heart attack when he woke up and found a black person in his room. Life goes on, Neil, says Cliff and Kendall. How do you like that? An assisted dying facility. Did you know there was such a place? They're called hospices. Yeah, but I never heard of it called an assisted dying facility. Me either. That sounds like so final, you know, like. So does hospice. Like, I'm dying over here. What? So does hospice. No, hospice sounds like, uh, I don't know, like kind of a nasty hospital. Although they all are. <laughs> they all are. You go in the hospital, man, if you come out alive, it's a miracle. I don't care which one we're talking about. They're all, it's just a matter of degrees. They're butcher houses. 383 on the survey, other than Neil, which QAM show do you listen to the most? I only listen to Neil, 186, 48.5%. I'm sure Johnny Dork falls into that category. He's listening right now. I'm taking the stick out of my ass right now, and I'm going to smear it right under your nose, Johnny, right where their mustache is. Didn't he have, didn't he have a mustache? Yes. I sure, don't he remember. still does. I don't even I remember. I, I just remember he was big and annoying. All right, well, imagine an yeah, onion. He's all right. He was all right. Onion-shaped body. He just takes it all so personal. This is the radio him. show, Johnny. What are you so surly about? Take the stick out of your ugly ass. Only listen to Neil 186, Jim Manwich 115, Joe Rose 40. Boy, you see the drop-off after those first two selections on there? God. Joe Rose 40. That's Zach's fault. That's because of those. And that damn, what, what's his name? Stormcat? Okay. God, what you're doing to Joe Rose. I don't listen to WQM at all 26. The big O eight. DA4, ESPN Radio 3, and Dolphins Hotline still got that same one. Okay. The biggest names. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Hello, this is Arnold. This is not a tumor. It's the one to two hour. Hey, man, how you doing? Hey, if you've been riding around your lowrider cruising for babes all day, you're probably pretty hungry right about now, right? So what you gonna do? Go home where you gotta wash your hands, keep your elbows off the table, say peace and thank you. You don't gotta do that. Come see us, cause we're Nacho Mama! The new self-service Mexican restaurant. Uh, excuse me, uh, I'd like the conquistador special. Hey man, you can keep whatever you want. Huh? Cause I ain't gonna get it for you. We're not your mama. Oh. <laughs> not your mama. Serving up the best of anything you want. Uh, as long as you go back and make it yourself. Ah, that was great. Hey, 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 where you going? I'm gonna go pick that up for you. Wash those dishes, man. What? So, for Tex-Mex with no respect, it's... Not your mama! <laughs> Do it yourself. We're not your mama. It's a 101. You know what I gotta do sometime? Maybe this weekend I'm going to Taco Bell. Okay. I keep threatening to do that, and I just never get around to it. And there's one, like, uh, not that far from me. Okay. And why don't I go there? I love it. And then you, you see the response you always get when you mention Taco Bell. Well, that's not real Mexican food. So? Who cares? Good. I'm who glad. Cares what, 
Who, yeah, exactly. I'm afraid of whatever real Mexican food is. Oh, I had some uh, did a couple days ago. Oh, yeah. Oh, did you now? Oh. Want to tell us about it? It was a beef with sliced carrots and mung and... <laughs> And then of course there's always like a there's always a side dish with um sour cream okay and guacamole okay that even, sounds if, fine. even if you're eating like ice cream you know there's a side dish All right. of sour cream and guacamole which I hate guacamole I see I like sour cream mm-hmm. and I smeared some of that in that uh, and it still didn't help Here's one about banking which I'll read the first part but the last part is obviously an attempt to uh, sucker me into talking about a particular bank which I'm not going to do and it's full of crap I've withdrawn thousands of dollars in cash at a time from my bank with my ATM card without any problem at all. There are so many great banks competing in Miami. Why would you stick with a bad one? There are even banks that now open seven days a week and that promise next day availability of funds from deposited checks. Well, good. Tell me what some of them are, which certainly is not the one that you say in the next paragraph after that, but nevertheless. So Johnny Dark, who's listening, like I said, hanging on every word. Well, he's got a lot of time on his hands, you know. He says, get it right. Roundup is the new hangout, because I was saying doodahs. Roundup. You know where Roundup is? No. Probably in Davy. Okay. Well, Johnny's a Davy kind of a guy, you know? That's what I heard. Then he says, I've had some offers, but I'm enjoying the downtime. Got a call a few weeks back from Fleetwood Groover, who's now a WMMO in Orlando. What is WMMO? What is that? Don't know. Is that Schmidt kicking music? Don't know. Remember Fleetwood Groover? I do. I used to call him Fleetwood Mac Groover. Groovy name, yeah. Yeah. Now, what was he on? Was he on the coast? He was the PD of the coast. That's correct. And then he went off to Washington, D.C., I do believe. Uh, I don't know. And then there was some story about some chick that was working at IOD, and uh, the PD at some station in Washington uh, was the daddy of her baby or something like that. Remember that? Mm-hmm. That wasn't Fleetwood Groover, was it? Mm-mm. Oh. And now, why are you going, mm-mm, like, because you don't oh, want to Oh, I got a mouthful of food there. Yeah, right. You're full of crap. That's what you got, crap. Mm-hmm. You are such a mealy mouth. Mm-hmm. One thing to be a Neely, it's another thing to be a mealy mouth. Three ninety eight on a pull, we're gonna make four hundred. Nice going without without fat Chris. How do you like that? Jason in Plantation says Bank of America I've been with the same SOB bank since the N C N B days. The best. Says Jason in Plantation with Kawasaki disease. Now is there really such a thing as Kawasaki disease? Yeah, as a matter of fact, we were talking about it yesterday. Lee looked sure. it up and was uh, reading off of Wikipedia. It's not necessarily a real thing. It's another one of those things where uh, maybe it's real, maybe it's not. Is real? Oh. Yeah. Well, what does that but mean? But this whole thing, like, his that? big excuse is that uh, the kid was uh, exposed to carpet cleaner because he used to be a neat freak, so they used to have the uh, carpets cleaned and shampooed, like, every day, no, every other day. he couldn't be autistic because the yeah. Scientologists don't believe in that. And they changed their tune. Now they don't acknowledge or deny the existence of autism. Oh, I see. At least that's their public position on uh-huh. the matter, which, of course, is a big fat lie. Bunch of lunatics, okay? Closet queens. You fairy. John Revolta and Tommy Cruz. You fairy. All these other idiots. Toronto Star yesterday said it's time to end Israel's Gaza war. When even the United Nations compounds in Gaza full of cowering refugee families are no longer safe havens, the time has come to wind down Israel's 12-day military drive to shatter Hamas's fighting ability. That much should be obvious to Israeli Prime Minister Olmert following an Israeli mortar attack yesterday at a U.N. school that killed more than 30, including several children. In a cruel irony, the military had urged families to flee their homes for safer locales, but Hamas fighters, using civilians at the school as shields, attacked Israeli troops with mortars, provoking a counter-barrage. 
at another U.N. school, an Israeli strike killed three. While Israel has no option but to defend itself against rocket attacks that have reached halfway to Tel Aviv in the main airport, Olmert must know that if his deterrent message hasn't gone through to Hamas's benighted leadership by now, it never will. The military has killed Hamas leader Nizar Rayan and 130 other militants and it shattered the Hamas's infrastructure, driven militants underground, destroyed weapons and disrupted rockets. But short of reoccupying Gaza, Olmert can hope to prevent a resumption of the rocket attacks only by striking a truce with Hamas, which is too deeply rooted to be defeated politically at least. Indeed, Israelis anticipate a ceasefire or truce. Yesterday, a scramble was on at the U.N. and across the region to shape the generally agreed contours and end to Hamas's attacks, assurances that Hamas won't rearm, credible monitoring, and a lifting of Israel's economic siege. Certainly, Israel's long-term security would be better served by ending the war before it subverts prospects for a broader peace. Olmert has made his point. What more can be gained by prolonging the conflict? An Israeli ceasefire will give Egypt and Turkey leverage in their bid to draw Syria away from its ties with Iran and to force Hamas, Syria's client, to accept a truce. This is a message Prime Minister Stephen Harper should deliver. Harper's silence does nothing good for Canada's image, as U.S. President-elect Barack Obama voices deep concern for civilians and other world leaders try to broker a ceasefire. Sadly, Palestinians and Israelis are being betrayed by an absence of leadership. Neither side has been willing to make the compromises required for peace. That boosted Hamas's appeal with tragic results. By yesterday, some 600 Gazans were dead, over 3,000 injured, and 10 Israelis were killed. Mosques, homes, and public offices were in ruins. A crisis is building as fuel, water, medical supplies run short. And the tragedies at the U.N. sites confirm there are no safe havens. This undermines Palestinian President Abbas, even though one of Israel's aims is to help him by weakening his foe Hamas. It has radicalized the West Bank and risks making Hamas look heroic battling superior forces. All without contributing much to Israel's long-term security, it's time to wind up this war, says the Toronto Star. Oh, and in that email I got earlier, giving me instructions about what to say and yada, and uh, we, ha we haven't caught up yet with all the uh, Jews that have been killed. How, how many million uh, Palestinians are there? I don't think there are that many. And, and not only that, but if that's, if that's the goal, if that's the end game, then why not go into Germany? Why not nuke Germany? There used to be ten. There is three and a half now left in three and a half million uh, left in Palestine. Yes, Palestine. Did you say? Well, what used to be? You're starting to sound pretty anti-Semitic. No, that guy's going to start protesting know, in front of yeah. your ass. He's going to start demonstrating in front of your butt. A UN official in the Gaza Strip says Israeli forces have fired on a truck at a UN aid mission and killed a driver on an aid mission. <coughs> Oh, don't tell me I'm going to revert to that in the one or two Oh, don't again. do that. It's around this time, like as a matter of fact. Yeah. U.N. spokesman Adnan Abu Hasna says the incident took place during a lull declared by Israel to allow humanitarian aid to enter the territory. He says the U.N. coordinated delivery with Israel, and the vehicle was marked with the U.N. flag and insignia when it was shot in northern Gaza. The Israeli army says, it's investigating. We'll look into it. Oh, yeah. We'll give it a look. 406 votes on our uh, survey. And somebody says, oh, my God. It says, Taco Bell's meat is USDA grade, doubly acceptable. How can you eat that? With my mouth. I've been eating Taco Bell. I mean, not that I go there that often, but I've been eating it for years. I'm still alive. Well, what does that mean, doubly acceptable? That's the uh, lowest grade of uh, beef that can be legally sold to humans. Yeah. And? That's it. You asked. So what's wrong with it? Don't you like Taco Bell? I like Taco Bell. Have you have you eat eaten there? Once a week, more or less. Are you still alive? Uh, so far, let me. I think so. How can you possibly eat that with my mouth? I like it. Oh, there, there's another instruction. See, 
Oh, don't do this and don't do that. And you're wrong. You know, not something to actually say about anything meaningful, but don't do this and don't do that. Critiques. Uh, what's and the complaints. other one? Complaints. Complaints and critiques. And life instruction. That's part of critiques. Life instruction. Quit smoking that nasty weed. It'll. Uh, what would the other one say? Oh, it, it lowers your immune system. Lowers your weakens, immune system. Weakens makes immune you weak. System. That's why George is sick all the time. Sure. Because he smokes too much of that, that wacky be tobacco. Yeah. You pervert. If I didn't, I'd be sick all the time. 2012, we're all going to die. Well, let's see. How many years I got? We got five. Oh, oh, oh. Better, better push it back till 2014 so I can collect every dime from these bastards. See, Jolly Joe, if you think I'm going to take a walk, you're dreaming. I'm going to collect every single dime, every peso from these bastards. From these life destroyers. That, that's what this business does best, in case you haven't noticed. Oh, I know. Destroys lives. WDL, we destroy lives. Oh, yeah. God. No, Canada. No NHL this year. Bro. One sixteen at five sixty WQM. Not that bad. A little bit of sun there. Uh, no, the snow is melting away. I bet you it's going to be summertime in a week or two somewhere. Not here. Okay. Uh, Sean says this is uh, Paul Sean from Hollywood, our close Good. buddy. Oh, look at this. Look at Sean, that. Sean, he, he, huh? Yeah, wow. look at this. Ooh. He's got a PS. He says, by the way, Charlie B sends this pull. Who sports the nicest cod piece? Ian Anderson of Jethro Tull, Larry Blackman of Cameo, Goldmember, Alex in the Clockwork Orange, Gene Simmons of Kiss or Romeo. All right. Just a little shot at Charlie B. What are you trying to say? Charlie B is like, like that or what? What are trying know. to say, Sean? Anyway, Sean says, I just wanted to compliment your friends at Gulfstream. I just won back from Wheel of Fortune all the money I'd lost on the West Coast tracks, so I was strolling through the parking lot with an air of contentment when I came upon an old Hispanic guy on his hands and knees and in some distress. As I was the first person to pass him who did not ignore him, I helped him up and asked him if he was okay. Even with my gringo ear, I was able to understand he had fallen, could not get up, was separated from his family, confused, and by his breath, more than a little <laughs> smith-faced. I helped him to the main entrance, and the fashion football players are assisted to the sidelines And when I summoned help. A young security guard and Hallandale patrolman on duty there tracked down his family whilst I attempted to console the weeping uh, altar boy and my Portuguese-lay Spanish. 
He was quickly reunited with his family, who appeared to be a little put out. They were summoned away from the Latin Festival, and he was on his way home. The folks at Gulfstream couldn't have been nicer about the whole thing. Sorry to be so uplifting. I promise a much more hostile and negative story next time, says Sean. Thanks for the good news, Sean. They are nice people at Gulfstream. And we're doing a dry run on that uh, pick-a-pony thing tomorrow, right? That's right. So that means we'll be carrying the second race. So i got to handicap that race tonight. Moody Bruce has the lead three parts of a length. Native matches there toward the rail. Florida's QT is up from between horses. Line Euro makes it three and a line on the outside. Seems like somebody is goosing him during these race calls, this guy in Tampa. To pick it up. Then it's still a long ways back. To King Glocken on the outside. Centeno angles him to the outside and now asking for run. As a quarter of a mile still to run. Moody Bruce has the lead. Florida's QT on the outside. Second, Honor America. Moves up on the far outside now to be third. Three lengths farther back. King Glocken. Yeah, but what does it have to do with Hulk Hogan, for Christ's sakes, right? Who? Hulk Hogan. What about him? And what has it got to do with hockey? Back to Jeff Brianna. There's the shot. Right on. Bauer made the save and covers up. There we go. Leafs and Canadians from 100 years ago, man. It's called living in the past. There's nothing like living in the past. That's why the past always seems so much better, because you can be selective, you know? The present, it is what it is. You can't, like, pick and choose and say, well, uh, you know, this part of the day was great. The rest of the day sucked. It is what it is, right? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but in the past, you can look back and say, oh, man, remember all those great restaurants and remember this, remember the great sports and whatever. The great ass. Jank Uger on the Smirking Chimp says, What was Israel supposed to do? Question mark. <clears throat> I sure hope I don't start choking and gagging again this hour. That would be bad. Then you'd probably have to work tomorrow. Then that guy'd be real happy. George might be on tomorrow. The government of Israel keeps saying their actions in Gaza are justifiable because they're doing it in retaliation for what Hamas has done. Hamas is the same exact thing. They're firing the rockets in retaliation for what Israel did in imposing a blockade and bombing their tunnels and leaders. I find both points completely unpersuasive, yes, including Israel's. Every day now I hear someone saying, what was Israel supposed to do? Hamas keeps firing rockets into their country. So here's a quick list of things they were supposed to do. One, not break the ceasefire in the first place. Yes, I understand their frustration with the tunnels, which are used not only to smuggle food, medicine, and goods, but also to smuggle in weapons. But those weapons were not being used until Israel started bombing the tunnels. What were they supposed to do? Wait until the weapons were used? Yes, that's the point of a ceasefire. I know Israel would not like any of their enemies to have any weapons. From their perspective, that makes sense. But Israel doesn't need tunnels for weapons. The U.S. just gives them to them, and their weapons are a thousand times bigger. So, yes, you do not bomb just because the other side might acquire 1% of the weapons you have. Otherwise, you'll always be bombing because it's logical for the other side to try to acquire those weapons for what they perceive to be self-defense. If your threshold for starting violence is that the other side is thinking about it, close to the rationale we used in Iraq, then you'll always be starting wars. Self-defense, my ass. Those are called first strikes. If you think it's necessary, fine, but don't pretend that you didn't start the hostilities. Two, you're stronger. Don't strike back. I know people will say that's crazy. You have to retaliate. Otherwise, you'll show weakness. Again, that's exactly what Hamas says to their fellow Palestinians. We have to strike back. We can't let the Israelis push us around anymore. And what do we tell them? Choose nonviolence instead. I must have said a million times in reference to Hamas and the Palestinians, so why can't I say the same thing to Israel? Why are the Palestinians the only ones who must choose nonviolence? Shouldn't Israel also choose nonviolence? In fact, the strong have a responsibility to be better than that. They can lead the way toward peace because they know if it comes down to all-out war, they can destroy the other side. 
Sometimes an older brother doesn't hit back at his younger brother because he knows he can cause more damage than the little guy. That's being smart, responsible, and decent. Hitting you in school and killing 30 civilians, mostly children, is not being any of those things. Three, make a peace deal already. Here's the standard response to this. We're ready to make a peace deal, but the Palestinians won't agree. Arafat walked away from a deal in 2000. They don't want peace. That's horse crap. In negotiations, people accept certain deals and won't accept others. That's completely normal. Ehud Barak also walked away from that deal because he had an election coming up beginning of 2001. That's also normal. If people don't, don't like deals enough, they walk away from them. The biggest dispute was over what percentage of the West Bank Israel would keep. That's a perfectly fair dispute. Either side could have given in and taken a lower percentage. Neither side did. Could Israel have had a deal if they gave up all of the West Bank, split Jerusalem, and gave the right of return for Palestinian refugees? Absolutely. I mean... Absolutely. Every single negotiator involved in the process will tell you the Palestinians would have taken that deal in a second. Now, if I was Israel, would I take that deal? No, but that's my point. Both sides could have a deal instantly if they gave up a little bit more than they are willing. So to pretend that only the Palestinians are unwilling to negotiate is silly. And right now, Israel says they can't negotiate with Hamas because Hamas won't recognize Israel's right to exist. And Hamas says Israel will not recognize their right to exist, which is true. In fact, Israel just started an invasion to eradicate Hamas. Both sides are ridiculously obstinate. <clears throat> Again, it's incumbent upon the strong to bend a little, especially if they claim they really, really want peace. But even if you don't want to bend during the negotiations, you want to keep a slightly higher percentage of the West Bank, please don't pretend you didn't have a choice. Finally, let me ask you this personal question to give you a sense of what people mean when they say Israel is acting disproportionately. Let's say you're walking down the street in your local town and you hear gunfire. You have a vague suspicion that someone is firing at you from a nearby school. Would you firebomb the school just in case? You know what the answer to that question is if you're a decent human being. No way. You might be scared out of your mind. You might be afraid for your life. But you're not going to throw a bomb into a school full of children just in case, especially when you're not even sure that's where the shots are coming from. You would be called a psychopath if you did. But today we hear excuses like, hey, that's what happens in wars. Maybe that's why it's incumbent upon us to try a little harder to avoid wars so that we don't act all act like psychopaths when they start. Jank Huger, he's good. You want to see his junk, Jank? Oh, no, thank you. No. I'm good. Are you good? Great. How's that car coming, by the way? You got that Oh, any car? minute now. Tricked out Escalade. <laughs> I can just see you in an Escalade. Talk about a pimp. Yeah, God. yeah. Tataglia is a pimp. I should have known it was Bodzini all along. That, that's a great scene in a car, you know? Mm -hmm. After they have the meetings of the five families. And Tom Hagen is like shocked. Shocked. Oh, that, that's great. My paycheck came today. I just got a report from down there. Thanks a lot, Jolly Joe. Don't forget, half the show is better than none. Here's a couple about. Let's see. Uncle Neil, dog food is grade D. So does that mean that double E is lower than dog food? I guess so. Well, like, is it like shoe size? I don't Here's know. One. Jason from Plantation says, I worked for a freight company that would ship and deliver a sawdust slash cat litter looking product to all Taco Bell locations. The boxes were labeled ground beef filler. Don't eat that, Schmidt, says Jason. How do you like that? Wow. Cat cat food. <laughs> Catnip. You know what? I like it just fine. No, you're going to die, man. Too bad. In fact, you know something? I'm going there this weekend just out of spite. There just, you to, go. just to prove to you I'll be back on Monday. If I'm not here Monday, you'll know I died from 
Taco Bell. Okay. Do you know anybody who doesn't love Taco Bell? No. Vegetarians. Oh. Why, they don't have, like, uh, stuff? Tacos where you could look at, like, cheese and stuff? I, I don't know. Without that sort of vegetarian the options they have. I guess you could order a, a burrito with uh, no meat. There you go. And certainly with no beans. Oh, hold the beans, please. That's the only thing I don't like is those mushy beans. Mm -hmm. well, what is that all about? Is it because it's cheap? It's like the Chinese and rice? A lot of people like those mushy beans. No, no, but I'm just saying, isn't that one of the reasons that the certain groups eat a lot of beans, like Mexicans, for example? A lot of people like beans. Mushy beans? Yeah. Repugnant. I thought we discussed earlier, we don't like mushy, man. I don't. Some people do. <laughs> oh. Greg hates you. Sports so what if a guy threw a shoe at me? Uh, it is one way to gain attention. It's like driving down the street and have people not gesturing with all five fingers. That's that's what happens in free societies where people try to draw attention to themselves. It's a way for people to draw you know attention. I don't know what the guy's cause is. But one thing is for certain, I didn't feel the least bit threatened by it. One thirty-two at five sixty WQAM. Oh, I shouldn't be reading these uh, articles that are even the slightest. Oh bit boy, we're gonna get picketed. Here's no. This is a different one. Oh, short. It says, subject, weak. Your understanding of the Israel-Palestine situation is clearly at a very superficial level. Interesting that you have such a strong opinion on something you know so little about. Okay, oh, you're well, that right. Settles I'm it. wrong. Yeah. And so is every other country in the world other than the USA. Right. Every other country in the world has got the same opinion about what Israel is doing. Uh, but nevertheless, and, and virtually every uh, credible journalist, like Robert Scheer, who I've got his column in a second, although the gravity guy points out, he says, it's funny you mentioned Elvis in the context of the Cuban radio stations barging in on QM's frequency because Cuban radio actually plays Elvis. Incredibly. On their radio progresso stations, they transmit the same station on multiple frequencies. I've heard entire programs of nothing but Elvis songs. Of course, as in most of the world, Elvis made an enormous impact on Cuban youth. He inspired many young guys to emulate him besides those four lads from Liverpool, and Cubans were no exception. Among them, and perhaps the most prominent was Luis Luisito Bravo. Oh, did I tell you about my the uh, Christmas party? Did you? You were just the talking Mexican about the food. Christmas party? Yeah. No, no, that was that was a different. That was a dinner. Oh, I don't think no, so. This was also a dinner, and we walked into these uh, people's homes, and there was music playing on the computer. Okay. And guess who was singing? Luis Miguel. Yes. And being one of the very very few people in the room speaking any English at all, I said, "Wow, that's Luis Miguel!" Oh my God. The host of this uh, event was like, oh, vey. Because <clears throat> he claimed to be Luis Miguel's number one fan. I said, I no, see. I'm number one, numero uno. Ashloch. Anyway, it says, when I was a teenager working at a Zara store here in Miami, I met a guy who just seemed like another unreliable employee, missed a lot of days, came in late. His mother or wife would often call in sick for him. Needless to say, due to his drinking problem, he was soon fired. Did -did -did. Older Cuban employees who knew him but were shocked at how steeply he had fallen from the pinnacle of fame, told me who he was, the Luis Bravo, Luisito. At the height of his fame, 
in the late 50s, early 60s, he was, he was called the Elvis Presley of Cuba. But by then, he had just become a sad shadow of his former self, now a pitiful alcoholic. <laughs> I think he died just a few months thereafter. Yet another victim of the great Cuban Revolution, says the gravity guy. You ever hear of a Luis Bravo? Yeah. I've heard of Joe Bravo. He's a, a jockey. Oh, Luis Bravo, you did hear of? I've heard the name. And? And nothing. I've heard somebody say it. Was he as good as Celia Cruz? I don't know. One can only assume. Let's see. Here's one that says, I love Taco Bell. I eat there regularly. I read an article a few years back that said Taco Bell uses fourth-grade meat. This grade is used in dog food, probably cat food, too. Second, have you noticed the white chunks in the meat? That is bone. So they take meat and the bone, grind it up, so I stopped eating there. Boy, you people are so negative around taco smell. Aren't they? Yep. I love it. Me too. I don't care. I mean, you know, when you stop and think about all the different kind of food, like hot dogs that we eat. Oh, good God. And every time when you see documentaries about those food processing plants in Chicago sure. or Denver, wherever the hell they are, in Omaha. God. And we just we just pretend that uh, that doesn't go on and that by the time it gets packaged and uh, delivered to us, that it's just fine as can be and sanitary and safe. And we sprinkle a little uh, this on that and a little that. And then it's delicious, you know. Isn't that all, pretty much what we care about with food? Yep. That, that tastes good? Oh, no, you're wrong, Neil. People eat food because it's good for you. Yeah. Uh-huh. Robert Shears says, why do so few speak up for Gaza? Oh, there you go again, Neil. You don't know what you're talking about. Why are we so indifferent to the death and destruction in Gaza, he wants to know. The major news outlets meekly accepted Israel's banning of journalists from entering Gaza as an excuse for downplaying collateral civilian casualties. Our president-elect Barack Obama has had little to say about an invasion that will much complicate his future Middle East peace efforts, and most commentators easily rationalize Israel's many more eyes-for-an-eye killings. Why is it that there's such widespread acceptance, beginning with the apologetic arguments of President Bush, that whatever Israel does is always justified as necessary to the survival of the Jewish state? It is not. While the Hamas rocket attacks are reprehensible, they're also an ineffectual challenge to Israel's enormous security apparatus, and the severity of Israel's response to them is counterproductive. Clearly, the very existence of Israel is not now, nor has it ever, has it ever been, seriously challenged by anything the Palestinians did. Not back in 1948, when Israel was established as a state with insignificant Palestinian military resistance, nor at the time of the 1967 Six-Day War with Egypt, when Egypt, Syria, and Jordan fought Israel. The Palestinians were in no position to confront the Israeli army because those whose lands were not already occupied by Israel were living under oppressive Egyptian control in Gaza and tough Jordanian rule in the West Bank. After the speedy Israeli victory, which demolished the myth of the new state's vulnerability, the Palestinians became imprisoned as a people by Israel for crimes they hadn't committed. Even if we accept the harshest portrayal of the tactics and motives of the Palestinian movements against Israel after the Six-Day War, at what point did that terrorism represent a serious challenge to the survival of the Jewish people or the state that claims to speak in their name? Yet their survival is invoked to justify the vastly excessive use of force by the Israeli war machine with frequent allusions to the Holocaust previously visited upon the Jewish people, a Holocaust that had nothing to do with the Palestinians or Muslims and everything to do with Central Europeans claiming to be Christians. The high moral claim of the Israeli occupation test rests not on the objective reality of a Palestinian threat to Israel's survival, but rather on the non-sequitur cry that never again should harm come to Jews as it did in Central, uh, Central Europe seven decades ago. The basic argument is that Palestinian terrorists represented by Hamas are given to an irrational hatred of Jews so profound that it invalidates their movement even when they win elections. That was not the view of the Israeli Security Service when it earlier supported Hamas as the alternative to the dreaded PLO. 
Also, history is replete with examples of terrorists becoming statesmen, even within the early ranks of Jews fighting to establish the state of Israel. One of those was Menachem Begin, who went on to be an elected leader of the new state. But before Begin attained that respectability, back in 1948 when he visited the U.S., a prominent group of Jewish intellectuals, including Albert Einstein, Sidney Hook, and Hannah Arendt, wrote a letter to the New York Times warning that Begin was a former leader of the Irgun, a terrorist right-wing chauvinist organization in Palestine. The letter urged Jews to shun Begin, arguing it's inconceivable that those who oppose fascism throughout the world, if correctly informed as to Mr. Begin's political record and perspectives, could add their names in support to the movement he represents. Begin's new party was then participating in the Israeli election, and Einstein and his colleagues, many of whom, like the physicists, had been victims of German fascism, stated, Today they speak of freedom, democracy, and anti-imperialism, whereas until recently they openly preached the doctrine of the fascist state. In its actions, it is in its actions that the terrorist party betrays its real character. Those actions were then detailed in the letter. They included the systematic terrorizing of innocent Palestinian men, women, and children in an effort to force them to flee the territory that Begin's party claimed for the new state of Israel. Clearly, Begin and his political heirs, who include Benjamin Netanyahu, the most likely victor in the next Israeli election, evolved in their behavior. But I bring it up now to highlight the one-sided reporting of the current phase of this interminable conflict and to wonder where are the voices that reflect the uncompromising morality of Einstein's generation of Jewish intellectuals willing to acknowledge fault and humanity on both sides of the political equation. That's Robert Shear's take on it, but he knows so little about it, you know. Right. Strange he's that he's got such a strong opinion. anti science Biggest names. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Howard David's a bitch. Oh, God, don't go in there. Oh, you hear my stomach bubbling? Oh, it's bubbling. Late one night, when they saw the fine and the fast food line, they pulled in and gave their order to the girl. And the next thing you know, they started to hurl. And Taco Bell. Their stomach started to bloat. In Taco Bell. A burning inside their throat. It had a smell. That's when they started to blow. Not feeling well. From the bean burrito, it must have been the curse of the quesadilla. It's causing all of this diarrhea. But none of the sick are going to die. They've just got a bad case of E. coli. From Taco Bell. Their stomach started to bloat. In Taco Bell. A burning inside their throat. It had a smell. That's when they started to blow. Not feeling well. From the bean burrito. Should have skipped the damn chalupa. You might not have made but super. Next time you pass the sign, say no. Even though it's grilled, so it's good to go. The people got sick and wished that they owned a gun so they could hunt down the people who think outside the bar. The pain from the cramps they felt deep in their gut. So next time they'll just go to Pizza Hut. Not Taco Bell. Their stomach started to blow from Taco Hell. A burning inside their throat. It had a smell. That's when they started to blow. Not feeling well. From the bean burrito. From Taco Bell. 1402 at 560 WQMC. This is another thing. It's whatever we like, whatever I like, you like, it's no good. Oh. oh, Here's an email to prove it. How does someone talk about the great food in Italy and then talk about craving Taco Bell and Red Lobster? Your taste is un- Unbelievable. Believable. How do you like that? So I can't yep. even enjoy the foods that I like. You know, I mean, I'm, uh, Taco Bell, no. I haven't been there in at least a year. 
And Red Lobster, I go, I don't know, maybe two, three times a year. I mean, all these times that, you know, you uh, sometimes eat a weenie during the show, you know, you go in the refrigerator, you get a weenie mm -hmm. out. Uh, you know, have you ever taken that much crap for eating the hot dogs made with lips and floor sweepings? No. That, that's what I was saying before. Right. A lot of the stuff that we eat, if you knew what was in it, you go, oh. but we don't want to know and don't investigate. And the body does a great job of, like, digesting this stuff and uh, processing it and uh, dumping it out. And that's it. Craving Taco Bell and Red Lobster, your taste is unbelievable. Would I rather be in Rome right now and go downstairs to my favorite restaurante and have a wonderful uh, bowl of uh, pasta? Yes, but I'm not there. Well, why not? That's a good question. I could be. Not good for my diabetes. Then neither and neither again is all that stuff at Taco Bell. I don't think the chowder is good either. When you think it's got a lot of carbs, it's got taters in it. Probably. Taters. Mm -hmm. Bad. Dennis says, I love the chicken taco salad they had at Taco Bell. My wife absolutely hates it because, like you said, they use the lowest quality meat. But what the hell can they do to a chicken? Does anyone know if their chickens are Schmidt? I'm serious. I'd like to know, says Dennis. He's eating the chickens at Taco Bell. You ever see those documentaries about chickens? Oh, yeah. They're nervous. Jason, Jason just obsessed from Plantation. Keep it coming, Jason. He says, try the new Chick-fil-A at the Public Plaza Sunrise in Flamingo, right by my house. I like Chick-fil-A. I don't think I've ever had Chick-fil-A. That's good. Is it? Mm-hmm. Well, I'll be damned. And Jason also says in one of his 8,000 emails, why don't the Seminole Tribe build a big-ass hard rock casino in Gaza and give them all a damn job? Yeah, then instead of throwing them little rocks, they could throw a hard rock. Huh? Sounds like See, there you go again with your anti-Israel. Oh, here's Amy Goodman on truthdig.com. Israeli voices for peace. Just this one more, and then we'll be out of time anyway. This is from Amy Goodman's the host of Democracy Now!, a daily international TV and radio news hour airing on 500 stations in North America. She says, Israel's assault on Gaza by air, sea, and now land has killed, at the time of this writing, more than 600 Palestinians with more than 2,700 injured. Ten Israelis have been killed, three of them Israeli soldiers killed by friendly fire. Beyond the deaths and injuries, the people of Gaza are suffering a dire humanitarian crisis that is dismissed by the Israeli government. There is, however, Israeli opposition to the military assault. Israeli professor Neve Gordon is chair of the Department of Politics and Government at Ben-Gurion University in the Negev of southern Israel, the region most impacted by the Hamas rockets. Speaking over the phone from Beersheba, Gordon said, We just had a rocket about an hour ago not far from our house. My two children have been sleeping in a bomb shelter for the past week, and yet I think what Israel is doing is outrageous. The problem is that most Israelis say Israel left the Gaza Strip three years ago, and Hamas is still shooting rockets at us. They forget the details. The detail is that Israel maintains sovereignty. The detail is that Palestinians live in a cage. The detail is that they don't get basic foodstuffs, they don't get electricity, they don't get water. And when you forget these kinds of details, all you say is, why are they still shooting at us? That's what the media here have been pumping them with. Then you think this war is rational. If you look at what's been going on in the Gaza Strip in the past three years, and you see what Israel has been doing to the Palestinians, you would think that the Palestinian resistance is rational, and that's what's missing in the mainstream media here. Gordon attended a large peace march last weekend in Tel Aviv with more than 10,000 other Israelis. Longtime Israeli peace activist Yuri Anvneri was there. He called the invasion a criminal war because on top of everything else, it is openly and shamelessly part of Ehud Barak's and Tzvipi Livni's election campaign. Accused Barack of exploiting the Israeli Defense Force soldiers in order to get more Knesset seats. 
accused Livni of advocating mutual slaughter in order to become prime minister. Israel's elections will be in February. The assault strengthens right-wing Likud party leader and former Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, a foremost hawk and leading candidate for prime minister. While Netanyahu fully supports the attack on Gaza, his nephew, Jonathan Ben-Artzi, is an Israeli conscientious objector who was court-martialed and imprisoned for a year and a half. He spoke to me from Providence, Rhode Island, where he's a student at Brown University. I'm speaking not as anyone's nephew, but as an Israeli trying to speak out to Americans and tell them you don't have to support Israel blindly. Not everything that Israel does is holy. Sometimes you have to speak firmly to Israel and tell us, tell our government, stop doing this. Gideon Levy is a Jewish journalist within the, with the Israeli newspaper Haaretz. He told me, I think that Israel had this legitimacy to protect its citizens in the southern part of Israel, but doing something doesn't mean this brutal and violent operation. I believe we could have gotten a new truce without this bloodshed, immediately to send dozens of jets to bomb a totally helpless civilian society with hundreds of bombs. Just today they were burying five sisters. I mean, this is unheard of. This cannot go on like this. But it is. The U.N. Relief and Works Agency, UNRWA in Gaza, opened up schools to provide shelter since Gazans trapped in this narrow strip of land had no place to flee. Christopher Guinness of uh, UNRWA told me that the agency provided the coordinates of the schools to the Israeli military. Nevertheless, at least two schools have been hit by Israeli strikes in the past 24 hours. Three people were killed at the Asma Elementary School. More than 30 reported dead, more than 55 injured at the Al-Fakura School in the Jabalia refugee camp in Gaza. While Israeli planes dropped pamphlets urging Palestinians to leave, the one and a half million residents of the Gaza Strip, perhaps the most densely populated place on earth, have no place to run, no place to hide. Calls for an immediate ceasefire ignored by Israel and blocked by the U.S. government. It's not clear what the Obama administration will do, but the people of Gaza can't wait until the inauguration. There must be a ceasefire now, and that's just the beginning. Says Amy. All right. And nevertheless, how could, how could you uh, have such strong opinions when you know your knowledge is so superficial, Neil? Right? What do you know about it? That's right. You self-hating Jew bastard. Your grand, your parents and your grandparents are ruling in their graves. I doubt it. I don't think they're moving around too much. Angelo in Fort Lauderdale says, when you say taco, say viva, ole. sun beats down and burns the top of my head and when my employees laugh at me i wish i were dead I paint it, plant it, or cover it. It's all up to me. All up to you. He's got a bald spot, just like a billiard ball. He's got a bald spot. I feel three inches tall. He's got a bald spot. Please help me, Ron Popey. He's got a bald spot. I know how Larry King feels. He's got a bald spot. Bald spot. Oh, when I painted my head, my wife, she said, she's out of here. And when I go to the john, the guys are using my head for a mirror.
Should I paint it, plant it, or cover it? It's all up to me. All up to you, you fairy. He's got a bald spot, just like a billiard ball. He's got a bald spot. I feel three inches tall. He's got a bald spot. Please help me rhyme for peace. He's got a bald spot. I know how. 